LBC 97.3. Text 84850. Tweet at LBC 973. This is London's biggest conversation with Steve Allen. Morning. Nice to be company. Welcome along to Tuesday morning. It's LBC 97.3. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. It's the boy. Strangely, I tweeted yesterday. Thank you. Uh, I, I did tweet, please God, turn me into an ice cube and make the royal baby have an appearance soon. Two hours later, God worked his magic and um, and we have a baby. And then the papers got held up. So that was OK. I can sort of cope with things. Let me just sort of do this in here because I can imagine there's going to be so much interest uh, over the next uh, few hours. Not from here. I don't think the British people care anymore, judging by what I've been hearing on the radio and judging by what I've been looking at on the television. Isn't it funny? It's all our overseas visitors who are more excited. There's a few half-hearted British people dressing up in uh, in uh, Union flag clothing and stuff like that. But all we want now is an appearance, don't we? I'm assuming from Prince William, which will probably be later on today. He's, I think he's sleeping in the same in the same suite, so I should imagine we will probably get an appearance later on today. And then... Um, I think tomorrow we might... Well, do you think she has the baby? I don't think we'll be seeing the baby today. I think it'll be tomorrow. I've just got a feeling. But I don't remember the easel. For all the other things, I thought they just taped a note to the outside of the railings at Buckingham Palace. I can never remember, actually. I can't remember back that far for Prince uh, Prince William. But I think Kate was induced and I think Diana was, in, was induced as well. I, d- I still think that the best headline is The Sun, which is now The Sun... S-O-N, which I think is actually quite bad, the cleverest out of all of them. The rest of it, all they could put is, it's a boy, or the male, oh boy, one's a grandpa. Now you know that Prince Charles hates children. He absolutely, he's not going to be sitting on the floor playing Lego or trains or anything like that. He can't bear kids running around Highgrove. He will be the grumpy, he is the Victor Meldrew. Oh, can't stand that man, you don't like that kind of thing. You know, it's, it's a case of you have the kids, you pass them on to the nanny. But I think it'll be different in this case. I think it'll be very much hands-on. And I think Kate and William will probably do it quite well. I bet there's people sending presents or knitting booties already to send into them. I bet you anything. There's people doing things like that. People, people make things, don't they? They imagine the royal family is so hard up, they haven't got anything at all. So we had to wait for the papers. They were late. Because for some reason, and I can't work it out either, they made the announcement yesterday at, what was it, four, uh, sorry, eight o'clock, but it was born at 4.24. I say it was born because I don't know what it looks like at the moment. It looks, I should imagine, like a, like a crumpled little cabbage patch kid. And then eventually, by the time we get to tomorrow, they'll have smoothed it out, put makeup on and made it look, you know, attractive. And I'm sure, I can't imagine what sort of child they're going to produce. That's the interesting thing is I think you could look at babies and then you can decide, having, having looked at them, what they're going to look like when they get a bit older. So is this one going to be abs... I think James, they were quite right on the name. I think it's going to be... It's got to be. It's a royal name. James, they like. Will they, will they put in the Philip Arthur George bit as they did last time? George, Philip... Oh, I can't remember. Philip, oh, I don't know. Marry him anyway. So, uh, so they've got a picture of Prince Charles. It's the male, actually, who've actually said about um, Prince Charles that he doesn't, he doesn't do children. He really doesn't. He's, he's never been that kind of person. He's never been a sort of, oh, very nice indeed, you know, give it to Nanny and that's it. And uh, Rosa Monkton, everybody's jumped out on this one, haven't they? My friend Diana would have been such a doting granny. How cruel it was never to be. And then there's Team Kate here, uh, all the people on her side. And £8, 6 ounces, I think that's the heaviest future king in about 100 years. I don't think they've had a baby that's that's that big. Was it the full moon that sent her into labour? I don't know. Uh, but, I mean, there's so many... Uh, there's pictures of her in all the different outfits. I think she's great. I love her. 
I love it. But it's funny, isn't it, that it's the, it's the overseas visitors who are more excited. Although Jan Moyer says, breaking news. They hadn't a clue what was going on because they sent Nicholas Witchell down there and Kay Burley and the world's media. So we'll, we'll, I'll run through those later on. I don't want to bore you. You know, if in any way, shape or form, you, you're not kind of into... Ba- not, not everybody's into babies. I think it's going to generate loads of income. I wonder why it is that our family, out of all the royal families throughout the world, even in Monaco and families that are very, very accessible, our one generates the most interest. I wonder why that is. Why, out of all the royal families around the world, is it because they've got so many homes, some of which they just took when they fancied them? You know, they fancied Buckingham Palace, which was Buckingham House. It was owned by Lord Buckingham. They went, well, have that. So they nicked that. Windsor Castle. I can't remember if that was there. Sandringham. A few other places. And they thought, well, that, you know, and uh, we'll have that one as well. But I, I like the idea that historic royal palaces are still operating very well and looking after the royal palaces, including where William and Kate will live. Kensington Palace, they're doing up the apartments there. It's a nice place to go to. You should go and, and have a look through the royal apartments. They're really they're quite something. You, you suddenly realise you can walk through where kings and queens over the years have trod the path. I think Victoria as well. But, but very interesting to see the world's media getting so excited and all the people. There was a woman on the television this morning, just before I came out, and uh, they said, now we're going to cross to our reporter down at Buckingham Palace. It's uh, Lucy Blanc or whatever it was. So Lucy Blanc's there with an American, which was quite sweet. She'd obviously done herself up for the television. And, uh, and, her, and her two children, and they hadn't done themselves up for the television. But it doesn't matter, that's Americans. They're always enthusiastic. And uh, you couldn't stop them smiling because, you know, mummy's put us on the television at an early... A bit like Peter Andre, because he loves his kids. And uh, so far, we haven't actually asked Peter Andre what he thought. Perhaps we should phone him up this morning, seeing as he's managed to get his girlfriend up the duff. That'd be quite interesting to find out. what They're going to, they're going to sort of go in tandem. with. The, I think there's marginally more interest in the royal baby than there will be in, in Peter Andre's. But anyway, so they, they've got this American woman there, and the reporter is padding like there's no tomorrow. And I can always tell when somebody's padding, because they didn't want short answers from the girls. They'd obviously said, listen, you've got to fill three minutes at least. And she's got three minutes. Can't fill three minutes. Well, f- find something to ask them. So she says to them, so where were you when you heard the news? And she said, well, we, we, we've, we've been in London on a holiday, and, um, and then we heard, heard the news on the radio. And so we thought we'd come down to Buckingham Palace, and they posted up the... The, uh, the little notice there, and the girls are very excited. And then she turns her attention to the two girls, who, to be honest with you, you can't wipe the smile off their face. This is quite clearly going to be the thing they're going to send home to Daddy. We've been on the news in the United Kingdom. We only went over there for a holiday. Not that it's a great time for the Americans to come here, what with the, uh, what with the dollar. But anyway, so they're there, and they're chatting away. And so she says, so what was it like? So the girls look at her and go, oh, it was really, really exciting. Well, it, tell us more. How, how, how did you sort of get to this situation? It's not their baby. All they've done, they've been dragged along by their mother and, uh, and they're here in London when it was the royal birth. I mean, they couldn't have, they couldn't have timed it better. And so they got caught up in, in the euphoria. I can't think of anything in America or Guatemala which would, which would actually prompt as much excitement as it does here. I can remember for one of the Jubilees many, 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 many years ago, more years than I care to remember, driving round and everybody camped outside Buckingham Palace, all round the Queen Victoria Memorial. Everybody was camping out down there. And as we went round there, we had an electric aerial on the car with a Union flag on it. And we kept raising the aerial up and down. And every time we went round the, the memorial, people kept clapping and cheering. It was a bit like being a member of the Royal Family. I can't do it now on my, my car. It only works, you know, the aerial only goes up and down if I turn the engine off. So it's not quite the same thing. But apparently they're all down there. All sell- There'll be parties going into the night. People, you know, smoking roll-ups and uh, stuff like that. It'll be all, all the class acts. Uh, people drinking and celebrating. Whereas, in fact, William and Kate are fast asleep. There's no chance. Although I reckon they were listening to this programme yesterday morning when I said, you know, if you could hurry up, please. 
It would be it would be quite nice. And so at six o'clock, they were they were on their way to the hospital, which means you know I mean not breaking with tradition or anything or you know pumping the own show. But I mean I think a lot of royal members of the family probably listen to this program because they don't want to hear music. They're they're absolutely desperate to sort of listen to to seeing what uh, what everybody's talking about. And at the moment everybody's talking about them. What how much it's worth in terms of in terms of money to the economy. Do you think people would be booking their flights now to London to go, that's where the royal baby was born. I mean, that's exciting. And all the memorabilia, it's going to hit the shops, isn't it? I could just see going into John Lewis is going to be a nightmare. You're going to go in there and there's going to be plates and there's going to be bibs and everything. And there'll be all the royal people, all, all the royal fanatics who, who want to buy any sort of memorabilia. I don't know if, I'll tell you, I do have a couple of, couple of Diana and Charles engagement mugs. Almost keeping them for nostalgia reasons, I think. You know, perhaps to present uh, to His Royal Highness one day. Charles, here, look. Remember Diana? Look at that uh, picture of you and her together. Unfortunately, we couldn't get Camilla on the same mug. She was slightly larger at the time. But uh, anyway, no, I mean that in a carry way. I'm sure there must be Camilla mugs, Toby jugs, something out there somewhere, mustn't there? There can't be. There can't be no memorabilia for her. But I think with the baby, it's going to be lo- now. The plate manufacturers can really pull all the stops out. Because now they know it's a boy. Up until then, you, you can't hedge your bets with, with plate making and go, oh, um, boy, oh, I don't know, really. So they can't produce pink and blue plate. They've now, now they can, they, can, they can run. And they're bringing out royal experts like there's no... T- I've never heard of half these royal experts. It's amazing. I mean, the only people I'd ever heard of are sort of people like Dickie Arbiter, who was Charles's press secretary, who used to work at LBC years ago as the Royal Chorus, always wanted to work for the Royal Family, and got his work. And so he went to work for the Royal Family. It was very nice to do. You know, I think he was quite happy, actually, going to work for them, because he, he, sort of, he does look a little bit royal, does old uh, Dick Arbiter. And uh, he, was, he was very funny. He was the one who, actually, I always remember it, and I think it's in the LBC archives, uh, we were doing the Remembrance Day parade. <laughs> in Fleet Street, going down to St Paul's Cathedral. It was an outside broadcast. And for the life of him, he couldn't remember what the, what the poppy was called. He had no idea. He just went... And you, know, you know, sometimes you get a mental block. You'll be chatting away, chatting away, and all of a sudden you get a mental... You can't think, where was I going with that story? Or failing that, I can't remember what it was. And he couldn't remember the red poppy. He just said, red flowers everywhere. And I thought, they had poppies. I think it went down in the LBC archive. It was very good, actually. Uh, I'm delighted that Richard Littlejohn has mentioned something, just changing the subject all too briefly, saying, I don't want to to lose you this morning in any way, shape or form. I did say the other day, I thought it was disgraceful that the repulsive Russell Brand uh, was was on Desert Island Discs. This is a man who, who basically talks filth and uh, and subjects an old man and his his wife to the sort of filth that him and Jonathan Ross put out, and then they stick him on question time. So my question yesterday was, let's phone up David Dimbleby's ex-wife and st- subject her to a tirade of filth, and then phone him up and go, can I come on question time now? The answer is, of course you can't. But for some reason, they must be desperate, or Kirsty Young can't find anybody else to talk to. They They put him on desert island discs. I'd quite like to put him on a desert island and just leave him there. You know, with his deeply unfunny act, I'm afraid. Nothing funny about it. But uh, the good news is that Richard Littlejohn agrees with me and says uh, he's repulsive. And it's a desert island disgrace. 84850, uk. Very interesting. How much do you think Robin Gibb left in his will? I thought he would have left a lot more. I mean, it's going to sound like a lot of money to you. £26 million. But he left it to the the wife and the family, but nothing to his love child. Now, as you know, we've interviewed Dwina, his uh, wife, and uh, 26 million. All those hits that they had, 
all those hits that they had, I thought they would have... Perhaps it was perhaps collectively the Bee Gees generated an, an awful lot of money. Oh, by the way, if you want to uh, cut a heart attack or a risk of a heart attack, if you're a man, eat a cooked breakfast. It's always the, uh, always the way forward, isn't it? 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. We'll get the text up in a moment and we'll have a look at those. And uh, they're not there, are they? They're not there. No. Oh, right. We'll find them in a moment for you. And then we can read them to you on LBC. I like Charles Brandreth. Whatever anybody says about him, I always think, no, he's got a great voice for radio. He's got a great voice. And he tells a good story. He's, he's been on In Conversation. He does tell a very good story, and I've known him for years. I think he's president of the Monopoly Society, the Teddy Bear Society, the Arctophiles, and various other things. But he's, always, he's very, very entertaining. Whenever he talks about the royal family or he talks about Parliament and stuff like that in his early days. What did he do? Was he a weatherman or something? I can't, he just used to wear jumpers, didn't he, on TVAM. Anyway, coming up with uh, Ian Dale at breakfast this morning. Well, surprise, surprise. What do you think he's going to be talking about? Yes, the royal baby. As the world welcomes the new royal baby, Ian. It's not, it's not its name. The royal baby, full stop. Ian will be continuing LBC's cover. It'd be awful if you called it Prince Ian. Just not going to happen, is it? It's like Wayne. It's never going to be Wayne or Neil or, or Kevin or anything like that. No disrespect to people called Wayne, Neil, Kevin or Ian, but it's just not a royal name. James is, is the most likely one. Um, and he'll be asking what it's like to be a new parent. I suppose excitement or thinking, you know, can we afford it? Uh, plus, as bookies continue to take odds on the name of the royal baby, Ian will want to know how did you decide on the name of your child. Most people get a book, don't they? You can go to the library and you get a book out, you buy a little book on babies' names and what they mean. And to be honest with you, I don't think it makes the slightest difference. I mean, they're so wrapped up in protocol within the royal family, they're not going to be going through a baby net. They'd have already decided this ages ago. If it's a girl, it's going to be called blah, blah, blah. If it's a boy, it's going to be called blah, blah, blah. And I think James will be on the list. Paper reviewer today is Yasmin Alibi-Brown, the uh, journalist and author. Tom Swarbrick will be down at the hospital. Tom Cheer will be at Buckingham Palace. They'll be looking at royal traditions. I don't know what you, what you, what you buy as a sort of, as a present, as a christening, I don't know what you buy as a christening present for the uh, royal family. I mean, they've got everything, haven't they? Do you think the um, the Queen will be sort of, you know, I don't know, actually. Do they buy presents within the royal family? Or do they just wait for us to send them in? I've, I've bought presents before for, for christening, but to be honest, I think they're a bit of a waste of time. Nobody ever, but if it's, I, I did buy something once. It was like a little cracker made of glass with two little silver stoppers, and you had to put a £10 note in it. Well, to be honest, I'm far too mean for that, so I didn't put anything in the middle at all. I said, it's a cracker. You could put anything you want in it. Uh, they're going to be talking about the fact that it is the heaviest baby in recent history. Makes it sound enormous, doesn't it? It's not, you know, it's £8.6, I think. And um, then they're going to be talking to a, a sleep specialist on whether or not new parents get any sleep. You'll be, having, you'll be giving birth yourself before the end of the breakfast show this morning, I should imagine. Uh, oh, the, uh, the Roma Gypsies are back in Park Lane. That was a little bit quicker than we imagined. We thought we'd, we'd actually got rid of them, but no, surprise, surprise, they're back. This time they come with an accordion player and uh, their usual pickpocketing antics are still continuing. Noreen says, exciting news. I bet our baby prince will be tall and slim and lovely like his mum, dad and late grandmother. We're wondering about a name. We discounted Wayne, Neil, Kevin. Seriously, though, she says, James Philip Michael William. No, I don't think. I, th I think James, definitely. I don't know why I thought James. I thought that as I was coming in the car this morning. I thought James then and Philip... Because then we had Philip Arthur George, didn't we? So Michael William. No, I don't think two two Williams. I don't think. I don't think. Oh, it's Neil's birthday today as well. So a very happy birthday to uh, to you, Neil, from all your friends. He's forty one today. <coughs> I think so. Many many happy returns of the day. The other good news is that yesterday 
as predicted on LBC, apart from the eager anticipation for the royal birth. We then uh, decided that we were going to have some rain. And so I'm looking out of the window in Leicester Square and there is nothing, not a peanut, nothing at all had dropped in Leicester Square. It was looking parched and sparse and it looked hot and humid and that was just yesterday. And then we looked at the cameras and Jay Louise said to me, look at the cameras. And we looked at the road up in Ealing. It was hammering down in Ealing. And so anyway, so I get on the train and... uh, I I, I talked to a friend of mine, Derek, who used to work at LBC years ago. Now he works up at Sky and he gets the train in the morning to to Sky. So he goes up to uh, Design Lane. And so we we were chatting about a few bits and pieces. And he always listens in the morning. So he gets himself up, takes him that long to get ready. And uh, he sort of, you know, sort of pushes all his his fat into his his juice. And then he he goes down to the railway station. And so he was talking uh, about all the things that had gone on on the programme. And then we bumped into Lenny, who works at the station as well. And, and so I then get on the train and I get off at Queenstown Road to meet a friend of mine, Graham, as you know, and it's bone dry at Queenstown Road, absolutely bone dry. And so I said to him, I said, the rain's been terrible. And he looked at me, he said, what rain? I said, the rain, I said, there's been, you know, near flooding in Ealing. Absolutely awful. Really, really terrible. And he's no. I said, yes. Anyway, we get back to Twickenham and Brian who works on the station, said, you should have seen the rain. It hammered down like a monsoon. He said, there was thunder, lightning. He said, at one point, he said, there was a tremendous crash. He said, and I thought, it's either the stadium that's gone up or something, because it was so loud. And and so then we realised, because when we got back to Twickenham, the roads were all soaking wet. This morning... Wet in London, nothing out of town. We're waiting for it to happen again. I'll bring you the weather in a a moment. Uh, Noreen didn't get any rain yesterday. They didn't get any in Brighton either. I spoke to a friend of mine yesterday and I said, have you had the rain? And she said, no, we've had nothing at all. I said, well, I said, we had it, but we had it at about six o'clock in the morning. And I suspect that uh, that again today there's going to be a lot more rain, which is going to be around, and there could be flooding. I nearly had my, my very own little flood going on yesterday because... I've got a drain outside, and what I tend to do... I know it's, I know you'll think I'm mired anyway. I don't know why I'm telling you this, because it painted me in a very bad light. But every time the fuchsias drop in the hanging baskets, as opposed to picking them up, because, frankly, do your back in, I'm sweeping them into the drain. OK, sweeping them into the drain, sweep, sweep, sweep. Thinking, because the, the fuchsia flower actually dries out fairly quickly in this heat, and then it just turns to dust. And I thought, well, that's OK, fine. And uh, so I was watering the baskets, and I'd, over the over the weeks, over the couple of weeks, I've been putting all the uh, the stuff in there, so all the fuchsia heads had gone down the drain. And uh, and all of a sudden, I thought, uh oh, that looks a bit dodgy. The water rose in the drain, so it's now sitting at the top. And I'm thinking, oh god, I've obviously put too many fuchsia heads down there, and it's a bit of a problem. Now, luckily, I do have drain cleaner. I bought this stuff a while ago, an industrial drain cleaner, and I bought it on Amazon. This stuff is brilliant. This stuff is... So anyway, so I pour it... You've got to be very careful with it. Very, very careful, because it's very, very dangerous. You're pouring in like an acid, I think. Anyway, as I'm pouring it in, it's like... Like that, and it's bubbling away like a good old cauldron. So I pour all this stuff in there, and it doesn't make any difference at all. It didn't make any difference. In fact, if anything, the water level appeared to rise a little bit. And I'm now thinking, oh, my God, we're all going to be consumed by acids. I've obviously made a big mistake here. So I leave it for 10 minutes, carry on watering, thinking eventually it will just go and vanish. It didn't. It seemed to get a bit worse. And now stuff was floating on the top. So I looked and I thought, oh, dear, this, we might have to call a man in. We might have to actually get an expert in to try and sort out the drain. So I turned the broom upside down, stuck it in the drain. There was a whoosh 
And the entire lot vanished before my very eyes. I'm still holding the broom, incidentally. Otherwise, I could have been dragged down. So it all went. Because what it does, it turns it all into like a slush. Uh, not that I'd recommend drinking it. And so I was, I was quite pleased. I thought it saved herself a small fortune there. And it was then that I texted later on in the afternoon to God, if he was listening, please turn me into an ice cube. And by the way, can you speed up the birth of the royal baby? And lo and behold, God was quite clearly listening to me yesterday because I have a hotline to the Almighty. And uh, two hours plus later, out it popped. And it's a boy. Just in case you weren't aware from yesterday that it is a boy and all the papers are, are full of it. Which is uh, which is lovely, which is lovely. So uh, there's happy pictures. Even the Daily Star, it's a boy, eight pounds six ounces. I mean that must have been some child to give birth to. It's uh, a lot, a lot, a lot. We've waited. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> God, blimey, here we go. That's it. So blooming cold now. I've caught pneumonia. Uh, we waited here all day or air all day. H e i r. Thousands welcoming the royal birth. Place to be was Buckingham Palace. Bit difficult outside the hospital because there's so many film crews down there. And then there's a man who makes pizzas. You see, I saw him on the television this morning. He makes pizzas with images of the royal couple in cheese. It's unbelievably clever. Unbelievably clever. They've got lots of tweets from famous people because they all sort of they, they jump on the bandwagon. I say famous people. Piers Morgan uh, tweeted prediction: a boy called George weighing eight pounds two ounces. Wrong. It is a boy, but, I mean, it was not called George. It's not £8.2. ounces. Uh, Lily Allen tweeted as well. Michael Vaughan, the former England cricket captain. Uh, Ricky Gervais says, uh, any royal baby updates? It's been accepted into Oxford University. No, it'll be put down for Eton. Uh, and I should imagine the, uh, the name is, uh, is uh, down already. Frankie Boyle is the only one who's uh, sickened tweeters by writing... It's a water birth and the Queen kills it with a champagne bottle as it comes out. But, I mean, you would expect no less, ladies and gentlemen. No less. Kevin the Milkman says, no rain in East London yesterday, Steve, but I'm sitting in the float texting you, waiting for the current deluge to end. Isn't it funny? So you've, you've got rain in, in East London at the moment. Started raining in Ealing, says D. And uh, Michelle says, I think Sebastian... No, it'll never be Sebastian. I mean, it's just, it's not going to be, it's not even going to be a whoopert. It's just not. It's not going to be a, a Steve or anything like that. Uh, although Paul in Poplar thinks it could be Steve Anthony Christo Duncan. I really don't think so. It's, it's, got, to be, it's got to be a name that, that sounds royal. And James is the one, I think, that sounds about the most royal. Alistair? Sorry? Alexander. Alexander. Oh, no. It's a ridiculous Nancy boy's name. I think we'll call the boy Alexander. Oh, no. Might be a middle name. Could be a middle name. I think it, it could be James Alexander. But then it sounds like James Alexandru, who's in EastEnders. And he wasn't much cop, was he? So I don't think... But I think you could probably put it in James Arthur Alexander... No, it's beginning to sound ridiculous, isn't it? No. I think he's definitely going to be called James. I might, I, might, I might go a shilling on that one later. A shilling. We were talking the other day. Somebody said there's a, a guy called Dave who works in Paul Cooper's fruit and veg shop. And he reckoned that years ago, and it was a few years ago, he could go out for a whole weekend and spend two pounds. And that was cinema, chips, packet of fags and the bus fare home and still have a bit left over. Two pounds, eh? Oh, happy days. It's LBC. It's 4.30. LBC 97.3. LBC 97.3. Text 84850. Tweet at LBC973. This is London's biggest conversation with Steve Allen. Well, it's you, that Australian woman on the news. Can't give it three cheers, shall we? 
Lovely. Uh, Steve, just now a huge thunderstorm in Bexley Heath. Raining so heavily I had to wait before driving. Thunder so loud you couldn't hear your own voice. And Bill reckons they got very heavy rain in Welling Garden City. As fast as it arrives, it will disappear. I promise you, it'll be like, you know, a, a, a monsoon. I can remember years ago, you know, being sort of drenched in these these uh, tropical downpours that occur. And as fast as they it downpours, it then stops... And within about five minutes, it's all dried up. You'd never even know it was uh, never even know it was there. But there was loads of lightning yesterday. Loads of you were sending me in text saying we've seen the lightning and it's pretty bad. Raining in Golders Green. I like somebody said to me that when it rained in Twickenham, the roads went all bubbly, like somebody had squirted wa- um, washing powder or you know um, washing up liquid all over it. I said, well, that's probably because it's been so dry for ages. King Peter, I don't. I don't think it's going to be James, isn't it? I mean, I'd, I'm I'm inclined to put money on that. I'm inclined to put money on the fact it's uh, it's going to be Prince Peter. No, Prince Prince. Oh, I don't know now. Could it? No, it's not going to be Peter, is it? There's no way it's going to be Peter. It's uh, it's it's just wrong. I'm afraid. Wrong. Uh, no sooner than uh, does one birthday finish than another one begins. Says Kevin. I hand over the birthday baton permanently set to 39 to Enfield's finest, young Neil. So happy birthday, mate. And Steve, as the royal baby was born on my birthday, I think it should be called Prince Kevin. I think it's a winner. No chance. Uh, no chance. Uh, Rich in Romford, lots of lightning, no rain or thunder. Very spooky. Don't worry, it's on the way. It'll be getting there. And uh, Daz says, good job we're not all superstitious. Like in ancient times, this thunder wouldn't bode well at the birth of a future king. Well, d- don't worry, most of us, you know, over the age of <laughs> 40, aren't uh, actually going to be around for if anything's going to happen, are we? But he's third in line to the throne. Third in line to the throne. So that's nice. I can't wait to see what he looks like. He's got a nice little face. Hope he's, hope he, well, he, will he be wearing the christening robe? When they do the christening, don't they have Victoria's christening robes, which they've used for, for years and years? And she was a hefty old baby, wasn't she? 84850 uh The palaces and Windsor Castle are technically owned by the state and go with the job of monarch. The Queen personally owns Balmoral, which was bought by Queen Victoria. Also owns Sandringham, bought by King Edward VII. And Kenneth says, your show is a great start to the day. Yes. Did the Queen Mother own her place, or is that... I can't remember if she owned it, or if it went up for sale a short while ago. Something In the back of my mind, the place where the Queen Mother went when she was the Castle of Maine. I think it was the Castle of Maine. I don't know what happened to that one. Um, uh, I'm pretty certain there's a story behind it. I wish I could, wish I could remember what the... Let me know that it is. Uh, very humid, the weather today. Some bright spells, thunderstorms throughout the day. Sometimes the storms will be heavy with hail. With hail? Can you believe it? It is going to be locusts, isn't it? We're, we're not going to be far off having locusts around here. So humid with bright spells and thunderstorms. And the storms will be heavy with hail. At the moment, 23 degrees is only going to inch up a couple. Take you to 25 degrees for today. For the remainder of the week, thunderstorms merging into areas of very heavy rain in the east, a risk of localised flooding. Dry in the west, 18 centigrade tonight. Tomorrow, the thundery rain will quickly move northwards. Generally cloudy and humid with a chance of isolated showers developing. Dry with sunny spells later, max 27 degrees. So we're back up again. On Thursday, Friday, Saturday, sunshine and showers, some heavy with thunder. Uh, it's going to be very warm or hot on Saturday. I'll be glad, but you know, honestly, I can't wait for winter now. I've got to that stage where I'm, I'm so bored with sunshine. I really can't cope with sunshine. It's really making me feel quite ill. Yesterday, I did go out. I bought another fan. It says, I've got a little fan for my feet. 
might seem a little bit flash, but uh, I went out to Costco and they just opened another consignment of fans. And so for 18 quid, I got myself a nice fan, took it home, assembled it. Because nothing ever arrives assembled nowadays. You have to assemble the thing and put the back thing on and then put the, the wind turbine on it, whatever it is. Anyway, it's quite good. So um, I'm, now, I'm now doing quite nicely, except I'm now panicking over having a fan in the bedroom. Ever since Nick Abbott was saying it's a very bad thing to have and it could lead to Bell's palsy. I thought, God, blind! I'll tell you, there's nothing good, is there, in this day and age? Even a fan in the bedroom. But I, you do need to keep cool. It's the only way you can actually manage it. Uh, the papers today, as you know, they're all talking about exactly that. I don't think there's anybody who's not following trend today. Absolutely everybody. The Express, it's a boy. Eight pounds, six ounce, Prince and Mother both doing well. Thousands take to the street to celebrate. Born to rule is the front page of The Independent. And uh, The Times, welcome to the world. There's a special commemorative supplement inside and the Telegraph. It's a boy. Oh, I bet she's pleased that's over. I mean, walking around, carrying that must be an absolute night when you've actually finally got rid of it. Oh, God, I feel so much better about life. Now we can go back to eating ice cream and all the other things. But at £8, six ounces, he is the heaviest future king in 100 years. July the 22nd and its place in history because Edward I routed the Scots, led by William Wallace, the Battle of Falkirk in 1298. 22nd of July, the Duke of Wellington defeated the French in the Battle of uh, Salamanca in Spain on this day in 1812. Uh, notorious Depression-era bank robber John Herbert Dillinger shot in a standoff, 1934, on this day. And in 1946 in this country, on July 22nd, we started rationing. That was bread and flour. Nine ounces of bread per day. Many people didn't cope. 1983, the Australian aviator Dick Smith completed the first solo helicopter flight around the world. That's 50 years after Wiley Post became the first solo pilot to circumnavigate the globe. O.J. Simpson, on July 22nd, pleads absolutely 100% not guilty to the murder of Nicole Brown Simpson. There was a story about O.J. Simpson in one of the Sunday papers that apparently he's, uh, he's not got long to live. Uh, the longest total solar eclipse of the 21st century occurred on this day in 2009. And, of course, Bradley Wiggins in 2012 became the first British man to win the Tour de France. And uh, Kate and William's child will share a birthday with, here we go, Terence Stamp, Jimmy Hill, Bonnie Langford and the Recifans. Fantastic. And probably a load of other people as well. And, of course, Kevin, the milkman, from yesterday. All these people celebrate their birthday. So you're never going to forget, are you? You're never going to forget where you were when you heard about the birth of the royal baby. But it does tend to be, and this is what uh, Duncan was saying earlier on, that it's our overseas visitors who are really getting excited. Come on, let's raise a glass to the, uh, to the future king. There they are, you know, the usual Australians have had a little bit of a drink. And uh, let's join them in with everybody. Come on, it's all marvellous stuff. Paul in Eygate says, I'm 41 and terrified of thunder and lightning. I've had to turn my lights full on to block out the lightning. I've turned you up to maximum volume. Oh, well, I don't mind that, actually. Don't want to annoy the neighbours too much. Actually, one of the papers has run with a, a yesterday story. In fact, most of them, as you know, we do do the stories first on LBC. But it, it's always quite interesting when you read a story one day and then the next day another paper prints it. So the story that we gave you yesterday about um, uh, about Holly Willoughby and her husband, Dan, 
uh, incensing the neighbours, not, because they were claiming they're having drunken parties. This is a woman with children. She's got, like, two or three children. There's no way she's going to be having drunken parties and stuff like that. They're having building work, and so this this uh, this nosy old bag from a few doors away, they think, they don't know where at the moment, uh, puts a note through the door without realising she's caught on CCTV. So yesterday, they uh, they put a picture of the paper going, do you know who this person is? You know, it was like, you know, when we found out that the woman who put the cat in the bin... Uh, was in fact a bank worker for the Royal Bank of Scotland. She was an evil old baggage, wasn't she? Uh, this one's the same. And Dan quite rightly wrote back and said, listen, we were watching a television programme. We don't have wild parties. Goodness sake, what do you think we are, for goodness sake? And um, and so the, the letter was rude and offensive about them. It was quite clearly somebody who doesn't either like her on the television, but they don't realise all these people. There's so many CCTV cameras, she's been caught. Been caught. Um, and so, you know, all they're having is some staff accommodation... And uh, they're putting in a swimming pool, because I'm assuming she must be absolutely minting it at the moment. Must be minting it, and no doubt they will be uh, talking about that a little bit later on today. Well, not just that, actually, but the royal baby, because she likes talking about babies, does Holly. Makes her go all broody. So I was going, ooh, can't wait to see what it looks like, because it's very exciting. Bad news, I'm afraid, for telly lovers. Uh, Jonathan Ross has been given a one-year reprieve by ITV Chiefs. They were set to... Um, he, he actually thought, that I think, his, his fate was sealed... Uh, after seeing his Saturday night chat show axed after one more run later this year, but they've said it will be back with two more series. Oh God, how dull. I mean, to be honest with you, I think it's about time that he was put out to pasture. He must have made a fortune. He must have made a fortune. Let's face it, if that bloke off Top Gear can make 14 million quid, you know, Jonathan Ross must be absolutely minting it, I would have thought. Uh, also, Chris Froome, after smashing the Tour de France, they reckon he could make £5 million. It's amazing, isn't it, when you think, and I suppose it comes down to all the endorsements. After Andy Murray won, you couldn't wait to get his pay me a million pounds, I'll advertise your watch for you. Turning into just like another David Beckham character. All these, I'm sure if you said to David Beckham, let me give you a million pounds, can you wear a potty on your head? He'd probably stick a potty on his head. You know, people would do anything for money because he's just become brand Beckham. He's just become a person who you rent for money. It's like finding a sportsman and saying, can you wear my, my logo? And they, yeah, how much are you paying? You tell them how much you're paying and they, they put the logo on. It works for everybody, doesn't it? I've never seen so many sportsmen and women now so bedecked out with advertising slogans. And it makes you wonder, you know, whether or not they actually genuinely know all the companies who are paying a small fortune for them or whether or not it just turns out that they're just taking the money. They couldn't care less. I did find it ironic that Andy Murray, only when he was doing his interviews, was he wearing his watch that he's paid a million pounds to advertise. Um... Abdul thinks King Richard. No, it's, it's too old-fashioned. Richard is an old-fashioned name. You know, it's very sweet, but you're not going to have a you're not going to have a Prince Richard because then you'll have the usual sort of abbreviation, I suppose, which isn't going to work very well at all. Uh, Alison says it will be James, as it's her brother's name. Who names their child after their brother? Oh, she said I don't think Kate will call her baby James. Who names a child after their brother? She thinks George, Charles, William, Philip, Francis, Henry. God, no, definitely not. No, no, it's, it's going to be James. It's absolutely going to be James. Listen, I've got a hotline to the palace. She phoned me yesterday. She said, Listen, Steve, it's Kate. I said, hi. And uh, she did so. She did so. Yeah, which she was in what she calls the palace, because they've called this sort of suite of rooms in the hotel, the uh, in the hospital, the palace. Because it's like, you know, because she doesn't know anyone. She doesn't know where she is at the moment. So, so, so many sort of drugs they're on. Give me more of that stuff. Let's have more of the gas. I like that one. That's really good. Woo, the room's moving. And, uh, so, yeah, it's definitely going to be James. There's no two ways about it. James Cecil. 
<laughs> Cecil's a funny name as well. I don't know why, actually. Why do... Laughing at poor people's names this morning. I do beg your pardon. Uh, Richard in Wapping thinks it's Prince Richard. No, there's no way it's going to be Rich. It's a common name. It's It just doesn't sound as though it's up to date. Whereas James, James just sounds a bit more sophisticated. And it wouldn't be named after a brother. It'd be named after, you know, King James from a long, long time ago. Um... Castle May, of which uh, the Queen Mother owned, was left to Charles in her will, says Branca. Oh, right. Yeah, the Castle of Maine, isn't it? So I knew something something had happened to it, and I couldn't remember what it was. Because I remember they did a feature on the television on the uh, the gardens. Because the Queen Mother never never got down on her hands and knees and did a day's gardening in her life. But they did walk round the Garden of Maine because it was all done because of the um, the climate up there. They've got, like, a little eco-world going on. And she did... I remember her walking around the gardens... And uh, and sort of admiring trees and bushes and things like that. So I suppose you remember the royal family. You don't really sort of stop and look at this kind of stuff. We all take it for granted, but they don't. Uh, they don't see things like that. Lovely storm in Enfield, says Neil. Have a look. Send me a picture. What does it look like? Lovely. Thank you. And uh, there. Oh, this is the royal mint revealing the special edition pennies. Is that is that is that serious? The pennies. I think they are, aren't they? So they come in a little bag, and. Uh, so it's, it's silver pennies. It's quite a nice idea. I'm having to turn my head sideways. It's a small wonder I've got a crick in my neck here, trying to look at these things. But that, that's what it is. So it's a, it's a silver penny to celebrate the birth. And so they've produced 2,013 silver... Co- is that all? 2,013? It's really significant. Oh, I suppose because it's the year 2030. Yeah, all right, all right. That's a little bit slow on the uptake this morning, you know. So 2,013 silver coins. I don't know how much they are. I don't know how much. Can we find out how much the price of these silver coins is? Debating whether or not the producer, 23, uh, uh, can actually sort of afford something like that. And the answer probably not. Probably not, I shouldn't think. Uh, Jenny says, uh, Baby Cambridge also shares his birthday ago with Reese Ephens. And uh, Stuart Downing, football, and Rufus Wainwright as well. You can probably find loads of people who share, and Kevin, the milkman. Everybody, all these people share their birthdays with the new baby. And so I suppose that's that's quite a nice thing, isn't it? It's something to put down. I mean, I don't share my birthday with anybody. Well, actually, I tell a lie. Uh, 84850. Um, Carol in Horsham says, I think, well, the Castle of Maine, I think the Queen Mother left it to charities. No, we, we, uh, we think it was to, to Charles. To Charles. Thank you. Monsoon in Broxbourne. Thunder and Lightning says Nicky. And in Cambridgeshire says Matt in Ely. I went to Ely. Ely. Why do I know Ely? It's got a cathedral, hasn't it? It's got a cathedral. I think we went, for some reason, when I was when I was young, my parents obviously trying to ingratiate me into the church. I don't think God wanted me at that moment. And I think we went round because we went up Boston Stump. We went to Ely Cathedral. I think I've got cine film, cine film, uh, perhaps a small drawing, of me going up Ely Cathedral. I don't know why. Perhaps my parents had a fascination with churches. We spent most of our formative years climbing up these churches. These t- I think secretly they were trying to push it. Just lean over a little bit more, Stephen, they used to say to me. I say, no, I'm, I'm all right, Mum, thank you, I'll come back inside. I developed a fear of things like that until I got to St Paul's Cathedral and I went right up to the top, right up to the top and stood there thinking, I'm going to die, I'm going to die. Because you panic when you go up there. If you walk up all the steps, you're terribly brave. Um, Alan says, if your roads are going bubbly, it's all that stuff you poured down the drain. You should have seen it, and it worked a treat, I tell you. When it went, <laughs> and it all vanished before it was so fast. Cat and everything went. Uh, Chesson, thundering and raining, and the cat's woke me up in time to listen to the show. Very well-trained cat. I don't think cats sleep at all. I really don't think. Uh, will we get a bank holiday now? Prince Arthur's Day, says Robin Luton. Uh, and Rick says, Richard is beautiful in a royal night. No, Richard's not beautiful. It's just, they're not going to call it Prince Richard. They're not at all. 
Gary John Windsor. Gary John, as if. As if. Just started to rain in Streatham, says Reggie. And, um... <laughs> pouring in Peterborough. Well, you deserve it. You deserve it. And, uh, and somebody said, uh, I think they should call the baby Dave. Prince Dave. It's just not going to happen, is it, really? It's going to be James. It's about the most royal name that you can ever think of. And and then they might add other little things in, which will make it, you know, so they've sort of taken that. But they'd, have, they'd have worked this out before. There'll be people within Buckingham Palace and within the uh, the royal entourage. Will be, they'll all be doing a little sweepstake, won't they, themselves? Uh, still to go. Oh, we're going to take a break, actually. And then, then, the LBC Gadget giveaway. What are we giving you today? Not a baby grow or a pram or anything like that. You'd think that would be more in keeping, wouldn't you? With sort of the royal baby. No, today it's, uh, well, you'll have to wait and find out. LBC 97.3. This is London's biggest conversation with Steve Allen. 10 to 5. Oh, another scorcher. Another sweating day. Another day of hoping to find a little bit of respite in a store. In fact, if you go into a store now, they've got a fan going. Have you noticed how many people gravitate towards it and sort of stand there going, oh, this is the best ever. Anyway, time for the LBC Gadget giveaway. Yesterday, Mrs Lane from Battersea correctly identified that avocado is the main ingredient in guacamole and won herself a fabulous iPad mini. Well done, Mrs Lane. Congratulations. Today, it's a Samsung Google Chromebook. That like a laptop? That's a laptop, isn't it? A Chromebook. So light, easily transportable. It's got cloud storage. It's very posh. Don't try and... There's no point in me explaining it to you. You won't know what it is. But it just means that you can store and access your files securely wherever you are. OK? So it's the Samsung Google Chromebook. I'll even say it now. And you can get your hands on it, provided you know the answer to this question. I did say yesterday that it's going to be all food all this week. And so the question today, again, is a foodie question. What is the key ingredient in the East European soup borscht? What is the key in... Even I know this one. What is the key ingredient in the Eastern European soup borscht? Text the word gadget, followed by your answer, and then send it to 84850. Before 6.30 this morning. Text costs £1.50 plus your standard network rate. Text after the closing time. You won't be entered but may still be charged. We're playing across the LBC network. Full terms and conditions online at lbc.co.uk. Good luck for the Google Chromebook by Samsung. Oh, by the way, I hope that if you're out at work today and if you're setting off, you have remembered to take an umbrella. We did advise you yesterday, take an umbrella. We don't want to see you getting caught in a shower. Funny, isn't it? You stand in the shower, getting completely drenched. A little bit of rain and we run for cover, hiding in shop doors. Oh, don't want to get wet, don't want to get wet. I mean, yesterday, all I cared about was getting home in case it ruined my hairstyle. I've spent long enough doing it. Much I had the window of the car down this morning. That was lovely. It's sort of br- the wind rushing through my hair. That's quite a... Quite a nice feeling. Uh, great news, says Paul in Manchester, for about Tom and Jerry. This was the fact that Warner Brothers yesterday have said that they're bringing back Tom and Jerry. Do you the Royal Baby? I've got to do a link into a Royal Baby, every story. So, uh, Tom and Jerry, I bet the Royal Baby would be watching Tom and Jerry. But this time they've given them voices, and we didn't think that was a good idea. But we'll be surprised if we re- see the return of the rather large black maid and the large amounts of ashtrays and lit cigarettes and copious amounts of violence as was originally shown in the original cartoons, and edited out because of complaints by the the PC saddos in the 70s and 80s. Tom spoke, I think twice, in a French accent, whilst romancing a a Parisian pussycat. And Jerry never did. It was, of course, Hanna-Barbera, who created the original short films for MGM. I've got them in the car. 
The kids like them. I've, so I've got them in the car. So I've got three... I think there's something like six hours of Tom and Jerry cartoons which play continuously on the on the screens, which is quite nice. Anyway, um, it was Hanna-Barbera who did it for MGM in response to Warner Brothers' Looney Tunes and Merry Melodies with Mel Blanc voicing most of them. I have to admit, though, I was rather partial to a bit of Woody Woodpecker and Chilly Willy myself. Woody Woodpecker was the very first uh, cine film that we had. We bought Woody Woodpecker as a cine film, and we used to play it all the time. It was the only one we had... And there was no sound with it. It was just a... It was a, a mute film. But I always remember that. Woody Woodpecker. How funny is that? Woody Woodpecker. Like, I don't remember Chilly Willy, but I'm assuming it was a penguin or something like that. Um, another one here. Jackie says, Karen did well with her heart surgery and had a general anaesthetic. Luckily heard your podcast after her surgery about the Muppet scene. You now have to apologise for making a laugh and pulling her stitches. But you are a tonic. I know. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day who's um, who was coughing the other day. A friend of mine was coughing and uh, and she she brought up blood. I said, oh, you need to go to the doctor straight away with things like that. You don't want to sort of mess around if you start doing things like that. Anyway, turns out to be a slight chest infection. Not much fun, is it? Not much fun at all. But uh, sorted out uh, with uh, with tablets at the moment, which is good. Uh, 84850 cvdlbc.co.uk We shall weave everything in this morning uh, on the subject of... There's already some rather some tongue-in-cheek funny pictures of the uh, of the royal baby doing the rounds, which is quite funny, yes. We've, we've, we've seen this one, Jackie. There's also another one. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it because it just looks terribly unreverential to the royal family, and as you know, I'm a big fan of the royal family. Not all of them. I, c- I could do without Prince Andrew and his brood, thank you very much indeed. I'm not remotely interested in them. They, they don't do anything at all, I'm afraid. And uh, there's a lovely picture of the paper today. Oh, here she is, out on the town. Uh, she's decided to cheer her man up. This is uh, Tamara... What colour are you in, God's earth, love? Uh, Tamara Eccleston, luckily. And she took her little husband, Jay Rutland, who obviously thinks he's some sort of celebrity. I don't know why Anna Friel was pictured out at a, a do the other day, middle of the night, wearing dark glasses. Conjunctivitis, Anna, I only ask... Because I can't think of any other reason why he's wearing sunglasses indoors. Anyway, here's his little Jay Rutland. This is the uh, ne'er-do-well husband. This is the one who goes into an East London filling station, right? Notorious for, you know, muggings and everything else. And gets out of his black Ferrari. Well, you didn't buy that, did you, matey? And uh, he's wearing a 50 grand Rolex and a 20 grand bracelet. And he wonders why they mug him. I mean, you have to be really stupid to go round. So, I mean, I wouldn't even walk round this building with a with a fifty grand Rolex on. The producer, like the producer, honestly, if I was wearing a Timex, the producer would have had me wrist chopped off to get hold of it. So, there's no way that you'd ever be wearing anything like that and getting out of the car. He said, "I want to go to the toilet." You think in an East London filling station? Are you mad? Even more stupid than you look. But anyway, how lucky. So she decided to cheer him up the other day. So as opposed to staying in and cheering up, because she looks as miserable as sin. Looks like some wasp has pecked her face or something. But anyway, uh, so she took him out for dinner in Chelsea. Why don't you stay in and cook or something, dear? Be marginally more interesting. Uh, Romeo and uh, Cruz out uh, again in Los Angeles. I thought they were living here. I thought they'd, they'd given up all this Los Angeles malarkey. Apparently not. Apparently not. Um, and uh, who's this one here? Johnny Depp. I can't work out if I like Johnny Depp or I don't like Johnny Depp. I think I do like Johnny Depp. I think I like Johnny... No, maybe perhaps I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Alan Partridge. Oh, actually, this ties in nicely. Alan Partridge fans can take a walking tour of the Telestar's home city. Tourism bosses in Norwich have launched the attraction in honour of comic Steve Coogan's fictional character. Um, he did that knowing me, knowing you. Aha. Uh-huh. 
It's, it was a spoof, wasn't it? Smash, it was Smashy and Nicey, Coogan. Was that, yeah, that was that one, wasn't it? Okay. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. It wasn't. Oh, that was Harry Enfield and Paul Whitehouse. So what are these, this obsession these people have with DJs on the radio? Like, everybody sort of uh, talks like that, sensational. Nobody talks like that at all in this day and age. Sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? You don't find me coming in and going, well, big good morning to you, it's uh, Steve Allen on LB. It doesn't happen like that. Just talk normally. But anyway, so they're going to do a walking tour of Norwich. Leave your valuables at home. I wouldn't go on a walking tour of Norwich if you paid me. My uncle used to be chief probation officer in Norwich years and years ago. God, the stories he told us. <laughs> we didn't visit very often. It was it was easier and safer not to. Nearly lost the car, car wheels at one point. Uh, here's uh, a little girl here modelling. She's a little princess. And she had meningitis, but she's now beaten the odds to be a model. Well, when I say a model, they put her in for some of these little... These little kids modelling shows, which, uh, as you know, we don't like. They have them in America, and they're very, very big in America. And it's... Uh, I just think they're tacky, I'm afraid. I'm just uh, little girls dressed up as little princesses and little lolitas. Not exactly the uh, the best thing at all. Uh, Emmerdale star Sean Rees-Williams says she's thrilled to be given an explosive soap exit. Do you know, I turned on the telly the other day, and I must have been watching Coronation Street, and Haley who's the one who's married to Roy Cropper, who used to be a bloke and it's now a woman. Apparently she's now got cancer. So that, that's a cheery little story. I mean, I think she's coming out of the series. Well, quite clearly she must be coming out of the series. Can't think of any way round that one. And, um, and I thought, is that, well, I don't know why they give us these dreary storylines. Well, I go with something happy for a change. And the answer is there is no point in having a happy storyline in a soap because nobody's interested. Uh, 84850, steve at uk. Uh, let's weave everything in this morning. Everything that comes in gets read out on the programme. Um, somebody here says, thank you for not turning the royal birth into the usual media sick fest. Well, I think it's quite exciting. I'm just, the interesting part for me is the fact that 90% of the people getting excited tend to be our overseas visitors. So I don't care who it is. LBC 97.3. Text 84850. Tweet at LBC 973. This is London's biggest conversation with Steve Allen. I think it's officially now baby day. Baby day today. It's exciting though, isn't it, really? I mean, we've waited long enough for it. God knows, I could have grown a beard waiting for this blooming baby to arrive. And luckily, because I texted the Almighty yesterday, he decided to uh, grant us that wish. Because, uh, to be honest with you, I think some of the some of the poor journalists from overseas sitting outside the hospital look like they're on their last legs. You know, they come over here, we're in the middle of a heat wave, and all they want to do is do this job. That's what journalists do. They just want to do the job. They want to report on what it is. The next thing we want is the picture. Uh, that'll be the next picture, and there will be a picture. I think Prince William will appear outside the hospital today. He'll probably say a few words. You know, my wife is doing very, very well. Uh, our baby is looking absolutely gorgeous. You would expect it to, wouldn't you? I mean, let's face it, it's going to have... Do you, think it's, do you think it appreciates the fact it's going to be growing up in one of the richest families in the world? It can play in Sandringham. It can wee on Charles's carpets. You know, it can do anything it wants, because it's a royal baby. And uh, I wonder what Harry... Just don't ever let it go out with Harry for the night. You know, Uncle Harry will be the uh, the wayward one, won't take it out to get it drunk in bars in Las Vegas and things like that. But that's what we want now. We want the picture of the baby to see what it looks like. And I think probably, I don't think today, I don't think she's got the strength today. I think yesterday must have taken it out of her. She was probably looking forward to a good night's sleep last night. And I think probably today she'll rest. And I think tomorrow, tomorrow you'll see the baby. William will make an appearance today. He, he'll make a very brief statement. That's how it normally runs. And then I think tomorrow... She will appear on the steps with him, with the baby. 
Or do you think it'll be later? Oh, I'm trying to think about it now, actually. They're not going to let the baby go home just yet, are they? They're going to be doing all the checks and everything else. I was amazed that it took four hours from the actual birth to them making the announcement. And somebody said, oh, they have to phone various people. Why? Why do you have to phone them? Just to hear it on the news. Wait for the rest of us, you know. The Queen, quite clearly, you would have to tell, because that's, that's protocol. And, uh, and Charles, but he carried on with his, uh, with his things. Uh, Harry was sort of pictured holding somebody else's baby for a photo shoot. And, uh, and then he'd have to phone the Middleton family and say it's... Well, in fact, just, I should imagine there'd probably be a hotline to the hospital. You know, it's a boy. But, of course, I reckon they knew that anyway. I, I think they always knew. They always say, oh, no, we have no idea what it is. Rubbish. That boy, baby would have been checked all the way through. They're not going to make any mistakes, are they? Well, I hope they're not going to make any mistakes. So it's a, it's a baby. We think James, although many of you don't think James. But then I, th- I think you're just hoping it's going to have a more sort of normal name. But I, I don't think it's, uh, it's going to happen. Freddie in Swansea says, uh, great to hear that Prince Freddie has finally arrived. Fashionably late as ever. Do you think all the people camped out to ho- the hospital are sad people? Um, and is Nick Ferrari down there? No, he's definitely on holiday. No, Nick would be revelling in this. He'd love this. He would love it. Oh, first bit of good news for the Aussies this summer. At least they can forget the cricket for a few days. I think probably best, isn't it, really? In fact, forever they might as well forget the uh, the cricket. Raining in Wapping, says Dickie. Dear, dear Dickie. It's, uh, yes, it's raining in uh, loads of places, actually. Uh, happy birthday, says little Julie to uh, Mr Neil, 39th. A friend of mine commented on a photo of him and asked, is that Steve Allen? <laughs> There's no end in sight is there, to the happiness which we create on this programme. Oh, the good news is... Tying in nicely to the baby. If it's going to watch Tom and Jerry cartoons, do you think the baby would like Lassie? Steven Spielberg wants to do a new Lassie film. See, I quite like Lassie, but I think there, was, there were a number of Lassies, weren't there? There was one that they used to parade out saying it was a Lassie, but I'm sure that there were... Because there are, there's, there's a bit of a fight going on, and I don't, I don't want to sort of start a fight on a day when there's happy news about a royal birth. But this is broken out between rival traders who each claim to own the canine star's real descendant. You don't see these dogs around anymore. It's, um, what is it? What sort of dog is it? I can't remember what it is, actually. But anyway, it's nice. I mean, it, it was Lassie. And you just imagine that all of these dogs that look like this are called Lassie. It's a long-haired collie. But you don't see them very often. It's like I don't see Dalmatians walking down the street. A friend of mine used to have Afghan hounds. Afga- you don't see Afghan hounds, do you? That's Stevie, the cab driver. He used to have Afghan... No, it wasn't camp, was it? Afghan hounds. Gorgeous things. I think he had... Did he have two or was it one? No, I think he had one. But they, you don't see those very often. There's all sorts of dogs out there, but you just don't see some of the old-fashioned... I suppose in this weather, it can't be much fun being a dog if, uh, if you've got the heat and everything else to try and cope with. But if they do make Lassie again... I remember Elizabeth Taylor made a film back in the 1940s, I think, called The, the Courage of... Courage of Lassie or something. I quite liked them. I wasn't. I wasn't that particularly bothered, to be honest with you. I just liked them because they were of their of their genre. Uh, glad to hear the safe arrival and pleasant to hear mum and son are well. Says Paul in Manchesterford. Can't see King Paul myself, but I've had three popes named after me. I suppose I mustn't grumble. On the plus side, being the old cynic I am, it's just nice that for once we've a national event that Davy and uh, loves his kids can't take credit for. Still no rain in Manchesterford. I'm afraid. Although, as I look across the road at our local park, there's a mist over the brook that runs through. It's generally a sign we can expect some. I can only hope. And best wishes to Neil. And here's hoping that Jill and West Molsey's family enjoy their time over here. What a time to arrive. Yes, what a time to arrive. It's, the papers are just full of it. The papers are full of it. Mainly because they've been so desperate for weeks now. There's a limit to... I think even they were running out of ideas and things that you could talk about a royal birth. There's only a limit to how many stories that you can do 
where you say, well, you know, will they be getting sleep? Will they be doing this? It's, it's kind of stretching the point a bit. Uh, Australia gets very excited about things like that. They like, I think they like them because they seem to be, they're, they're, so, you know, Australia's a young country and William and Kate are young people. And I think they will be touring with the, and people will want to see that. They're not going to have um, a nanny, apparently. They're not going to have a nanny. So that's good news, isn't it? I quite like that idea. Although it would, it would generally, but I don't see what, listen, every other mother manages to do it. Around me, I've got loads. I've got next door neighbour with a baby. Uh, the other side, they've got a baby as well. And so everybody's got babies at the moment. It's obviously the fashionable thing to do. Um, Steve, the area, this is from Sophie, around that garage, uh, the area the garage is in is nice. Round the corner from me leads to Wanstead. But I don't like Jay Rutland. Seems happy to be the kept husband. Not a nice person at all. I don't like it. Mind you, to be honest with you, I'm not that fussed about Tamara Eccleston. Couldn't give it really a forex, I'm afraid. Uh, Caroline says, no rain in Bushy yet, but thunder and lightning for a few hours. The lightning is making the radio crackle. I just hope myself the bed and the radio doesn't go up in flames. Well, phone us first if it does. She says, you do bring a smile to my face. Well, there you go. Just me and Teddy, I suppose. Uh, hot in Hyams Park, says Gary. I wonder how many listeners have been struggling to sleep through the night, up and down for glasses of water. Well, I mean, I, it's, it's, people do have trouble sleeping in this weather. I think because it's just uncomfy. I mean, I'm sleeping on top of the duvet at the moment. That's a bit of an image, isn't it? Take that out of your mind straight away. And, uh, yeah, it's quite quiet, but I am still turning over every sort of few hours just to sort of get myself comfy. And then, of course, you wake up at that time and you think, any minute now the alarm's going to go off. And you sort of open one eye and you sort of look at the clock and you think, is that... Does that say half? Do you remember the time I actually woke up, and I actually I thought it said half past. What did I think it said? I think it said half past twelve. It was half past nine or something stupid. I completely misread the clock. I'm blind as a bat first thing in the morning. Um, one here from somebody in Harlesden says, "What about naming the baby after William's Saxon relatives?" Didn't think he had any Saxon relatives, did he? Thought they were Germanic. Uh, the the new royal baby Steve will be either Bruce. David or Will I Am, and the D in the uh, in David will be for his late grandmother, Princess Diana. Well, yeah, oh, I don't know. John James Charles Windsor says Lynn. John James, no, and no, I don't think so. Ely, how relevant is that? Because that's where Oliver Cromwell was born. His old house is a museum tourist attraction, and we know how he felt about the royals. Yes, I've seen Oliver Cromwell's death mask. I've seen that in. Was that in Cambridge or something? I can't remember. I saw it, actually. It's in Cambridge, isn't it? I'm sure. Or it's in a museum. Because they had this thing... Because there's nothing really to recommend Cambridge to anybody. You know, you only go there, as I say, to visit your upcaps or to try and find out who's nicked your items. And um, because it... Gosh, you think it's quite posh, don't you? But it's, it's really very dreary. And um, and there was... Sorry? There was, well, no, it's not lovely. That's why you're moving out. You're not staying there. You're not staying there. If, if, you, if you were proud of Cambridge, you'd have the producer comes from he's, he's staying there and he can't wait to get out. Where's he going? Dollis Hill, I ask you. How to devalue everybody's property. He's moving into what can only be described as a bijou flat. And uh, he's, he's been out shopping for, uh, for furniture. Well, I say shopping for furniture. He's been scouring the pavements from skips to see what he can pick up. So a friend of mine actually furnished a whole house from skips. She said, you go past houses when they're being renovated and, um, you know, you can get doors and everything, you know, baths, stuff like that, because people throw it all out to put in new and actually did it. And I seem to remember, and I, I could be shot down in flames on this one, but Clive Bull, when he furnished his house originally, he took a van and he drove round the country going to all these uh, little country house sales 
and so pulled into a little market town and then found... Because it was a cheaper way of buying... Because nobody wants brown furniture, do they? It became very unfashionable. Whereas, I mean, I quite... I, I don't have any brown furniture. Not that common. And um, some people like it. You know, I just don't go in their houses. I don't even know these people. You know, I wouldn't mix with their children, so why on earth would I want to sit on their furniture? And so you go round the country, and he picked it up really, really cheaply. All my parents did years ago was do exactly the same as Clive did, much, you know, much, much later. And went round there, and they picked up cheap... They didn't pay more than £100 for any item of furniture, my parents. And I've still got my parents' furniture, which goes to prove it lasts a lot longer than some of the modern stuff that you buy uh, nowadays. Uh, Steph can't sleep, hot weather, thunderstorms... Neither can Caesar the dog. Uh, And all this rain after such a long dry spell, the roads are as greasy as a truck driver's breakfast says John, so be careful. The silver penny, says dear, to be given to all the babies born yesterday. She says, you share a birthday with me. And I've been 39 for many years. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know why people say that about me. I'm always more than happy to admit my uh, my age, coming up 40, and uh, happy to tell you. Uh, other sto- Did you re- I heard this story on the news yesterday, and I thought I couldn't quite believe it, that somebody could be that stupid. It's a woman who rides up in Greater Manchester, on a horse, with her daughter on a horse, and and they pull up at the at the self-service bit in a McDonald's. And, um, anyway, they wouldn't serve her. Go away, you stupid woman. So she rides her horse into the actual McDonald's. Anyway, she's been fined £80. An, an, an eminently stupid woman. And so they, they said, we will serve you. You've got to go and tie the horse up. The mother, furious, you can imagine where she comes. I mean, who rides a horse through Manchester? What sort of people ride a horse through Manchester? Judging by the picture of this one here, somebody immensely stupid. Customers looked on in horror as the unlikely visitor left a mound of manure on the floor. Staff dialed 999 and uh, the police issued a penalty notice after watching the CCTV images. What a stupid woman. And her child as well. wonder where they're from. Let's just have a guess, shall we? Apparently, singing Happy Birthday, and of course you can sing it to the royal baby... Uh, even off-key before having a slice of cake, apparently makes it taste better. That's good, isn't it? So now you can have a really awful cake, but if you sing Happy Birthday, it tastes really nice. How about that? I don't believe it either, but it's in the papers today, and it ties in with the with the royal baby. Can't wait to see all the merchandise in the shops. There's going to be tons of it, isn't there? Gonna, I might have to buy something. I might buy some limited edition mug or tankard or something like that. It'll be an investment, I think. I might go and have a look today. Quarter past five. I love the idea of Giles Brander as being the birthing partner. It's just, the trouble he says it with such a straight face. Very funny man. Very funny man. Uh, coming up with Ian Dale for Nick Ferrari at breakfast as the world welcomes the new royal baby. It does tend to be the world. It doesn't tend to be people here, does it? Oh, wait, we've had a couple of YAs. Uh, down there outside. They'll be just down here. And uh, probably on holidays. I don't know. And uh, so we'll be continuing LBC's coverage. And as London celebrates, uh, he'll be asking what it's like to be a new parent. I suppose you just think about the cost of it, don't you? And is it going to eat us out of house and home? And should we have any more? And the bookies continue to take odds on the name of the royal baby. And then he'll be asking you how you decided on your name. I can't remember how my parents decided on my name. I think they just said we'd call him Stephen and that was that. I think it means royal. Does it mean king, I think, Stephen, or so? They've all got meanings, all these words. I don't think Sam means anything, apart from a glove puppet used by a friend of mine. And that's about the extent of it, I'm afraid. Uh, 84850, uk. Actually, I must just mention this. It's nothing to do with LBC at all. But it's the broadcasting legend David Jacobs, who is stepping down from his radio programme after a career spanning seven decades. He's 87, for goodness sake. I grew up with David Jacobs. A legend. 
This is just sort of a warning to my boss that uh, I could go for another 20-plus years at least. <laughs> His last show is going to be on August the first, uh, 4th at 11pm, but he will return to do one-off shows. I mean, can you imagine like, 70 years broadcasting? I mean, that's, that's some going, isn't it? That's some going. Um, people, check, we were checking out what, what the name means. Is there a, is there a dictionary of uh, all... Stephen, that's with a... See, I'm PH, I'm afraid. It's derived from the Greek name... Stephanos, meaning crown garland. Well, I think that's quite royal, don't you? I think that's quite a sophisticated kind of name. What is Sam? Is Sam short for something? Samantha or something like that? Would it be short for that? It's for Samuel, is it? Oh, right. Very biblical. Samuel James, right. Yeah, OK. Push it. Uh, so it's obviously your parents sort of very spiritual or something like that. They just decided to really wind you up. They really hated you, didn't they? You were the fourth boy. Oh, right. There's four in your family. How marvellous. Oh, five. Good Lord. Parents can't have moved out of the bedroom for about a few years, can they? But uh, anyway, so Samuel. Yes. I'm not surprised people shorten it to Sam. Nobody wants to be called Samuel nowadays, do they? Isn't that funny? Do we see Samuel as a Prince Samuel, Prince Sam? No, you see, you, you can't have a name that is going to be abbreviated. So William, I mean, people call him Prince William. They don't call him Will. Some people call him Wills, I think. Harry, you can't shorten that to huh, and that's about it. So if it's going to be James, you can't shorten that to anything. So you've got to keep it, you've got to keep it the same. Most of these other names you can shorten, and that's what they don't, they don't really want, do they? I think James, what, what is, what is James? Oh, you're still typing in, St- trying to find something that's anything less royal than Stephen. You won't, unfortunately. I am garlanded, and uh, I'm obviously very, very important. A bit more important, I think, than, uh, than Sam. Uh, time for the LBC Gadget giveaway. Yesterday, Mrs Lane from Battersea. It's your day, Mrs Lane. Identified avocado as the main ingredient in guacamole and got herself the fabulous iPad mini. Today, it's the Samsung Google Chromebook Lite, transportable and has cloud storage, so you can store and access your files securely wherever you are. And you can get your hands on it at 6.30 this morning. So one lucky listener will win the Google Chromebook by Samsung just by answering this question correctly. What is the key ingredient in the Eastern European soup? Borscht. What is the key ingredient in the East European soup? Borscht. Text the word gadget, then your answer, and then send it to 84850. 84850. Before 6.30 this morning. Text costs £1.50 plus your standard network rate. If you text after the closing time, you won't be entered but may still be charged. We play across the LBC network. Full terms and conditions online at lbc.co.uk. So what's the key ingredient in the Eastern European soup? Borscht. To get your hands on the Samsung Google Chromebook, it's a laptop, but not as you know it. Apparently, Samuel, it's a biblical baby name. Heard of God, asked of God. Oh, how dull is that, really? How dull? Your parents had no imagination, did they? What are your brothers called? We've got Abraham, William. Oh, William, that's my middle name, William. Joseph. Oh, right. And David. God, they really were all over the shop, weren't they? They really didn't know, didn't know whether to read the uh, the Bible or sort of just sort of write on the back of a cornflakes packet. <laughs> Lovely. And you ended up with Samuel. So it's a baby boy name. Uh, also in Swedish, the meaning of the name Samuel is God listens. Well, that's nice, isn't it? Obviously not through all your hair, but I suppose he, he might listen at some point if you get your, your hair cut. Do you know, uh, dolphins have unique names. When they talk to each other, and dolphins do talk to each other through a series of squeaks, they've all got uh, a unique name. And so what they've done is they've sort of recorded names and then they've sort of played them back to them to see if they identify their own name. And they do. They absolutely do. We all thought they were, they were quite clever. Quite, uh, quite dangerous as well. 
quite dangerous, I think, uh, dolphins can be. We, we've seen them being a little bit... Uh, yeah, Stephen. You see, I mean, Steve, whichever way you look at it, it's crowned, victorious. And apparently, in the, in the Bible, Stephen was the first Christian martyr. Don't get any ideas. Don't get any ideas. And um, I think it's quite nice, actually. King Richard II, Sir Stephen Scroop. There you go. Crown, I think just crowned, crowned. I think that's the kind of thing, you know, with garland. I think it's the nearest thing. I don't know if it means hitting you over the head with something. I don't know. And my brother's called Andrew. I don't know what that means. I don't know if that's got any... Spe- I don't think our parents thought about special meanings. I don't remember them having a, uh, a sort of book of baby names. So when it comes to the royal baby, I'm hoping it is going to be... James, if it isn't, I'm going to look very silly because I've banged on about it all morning, I'm afraid. Uh, apparently, Andrew, uh, it's a baby boy name. I've never heard of anybody called... Although, th- th- I know actresses called Andy. There are Andy, aren't there? And um, it says, a strong man. Oh, there's no chance of that being him. No chance. A weakling couldn't even pick up a piece of toast. No chance at all, I'm afraid. Manly and brave. Apparently in the Bible, the first of the twelve apostles chosen. Andrew is patron saint of Scotland and Russia. Oh, so there you go. So it's, yes, I mean, manly and strong. Doesn't apply to him at all, really. Thinking about it, I mean, he can barely start the car in the morning. (laughs) Uh, More on um, Ruby Wax today. She's uh, talking about the brain training that helped her beat depression. She has a book out. We talked about it on LBC because it seems to affect more and more people, more and more people. And there's a plumber here. Oh, I watched it. What did I watch yesterday? It might have been a programme on the television. It was looking at bailiffs going round to a house. They went round to this man's house and this nasty little Neanderthal came out. He'd ripped somebody off. And uh, they went round there to, to claim back their £5,000 and he threatened them with killing them. He threatened them with everything. I'd have gone round and smashed every window in this bloke's house and gone, there you go, mate. And there was some other old man. He thought it was hilarious when the bailiffs turned up. In most of the cases, they didn't appear to be that successful, I'm afraid. I think the car ones are much easier. You go round, you lift the car up, then you knock on the door. You don't give them any forewarning that we're going to do it now if you don't pay us some money because they get in the car and drive off. So you lift the car first. That's what our bailiffs always tell us. Uh, Steve, why do we still weigh babies in pounds and ounces and vegetables in kilos? Well, because it's a baby and it's not a vegetable. That's why. I don't know why we do that. It's interesting. We say eight pounds, six ounces for a baby, and yet we've, we've moved over. So we're still, apparently, for babies, doing pounds and ounces. Don't know why. Harry is short for Henry, but it's the same length. OK. Uh, James Charles Michael Phillips. Is that worth a bet, says Robin? I shouldn't think so for an instant. I shouldn't think so. I don't, well, I don't know. I still think it's going to be James. If anybody tell me why we weigh babies in pounds and ounces, is that because all the weighing machines are in pounds and ounces? Why are we not doing them in, in kilos? You know, which is how it's supposed to be. I thought we did away with pounds and ounces. Uh, the Daily Express has got a pullout today of uh, ten ways in which the new parents are breaking with royal tradition. And uh, they, had, they, they had all the papers are full of pictures of the Lindo wing. It was very boring, I'm afraid. Not very exciting at all. I've been in better hotel rooms. It really was quite dull. I mean, I know it's just... It's got a, you know, they went, oh, it's got a television, it's got a couch. I thought, yeah. Are they paying for it? Do the, do the royal family get that free? Or do they, um, or do they not? I don't know. I don't know how that works. They get presented with a bill afterwards. Definitely, I think um, he will be put down for Eton... And how will the grandparents pay, play their part? She'll have to put up with, uh, with Charles and Camilla. 
bit too old for playing around with children at their age, aren't they? Middletons could uh, quite easily manage it. Carol and Michael, just don't let Pippa anywhere near it. She'll be posing with OK magazine and all that kind of stuff. Could drive you absolutely crackers. It's LBC 97.3. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. It's 5.30. LBC 97.3. Text 84850. Tweet at LBC 973. This is London's biggest conversation with Steve Allen. 28 minutes to six. Welcome to Tuesday. Yes, there's a baby somewhere going. Oh, God, what have I got to look forward to? Answer a lifetime of having your pictures taken, your image on mugs and bangles and napkins and nappies and everything else. But you will be the most pampered child in the entire world. Don't you wish it was you? Don't you wish it was you? God. Blimey, I could cope with that lifestyle, ladies and gentlemen, just about. Uh, it was worth the wait. Well, that's what all the papers are saying this morning. So they've got a town crier announcing the news at the hospital, people turning up. And um, the Cambridges have a press secretary. It's interesting, isn't it? And then they've got various other people dressed up with uh, union flags and they've got party poppers. And uh, Apparently down by Buckingham Palace, it's a bit of, a, bit of an all-night party going on down there. But uh, we did it in 1984. Uh, outside the Lindo wing for Prince Harry's birth, uh, almost 29 years ago, 2013, baby Cambridge yesterday. The Prince of Cambridge isn't really, it not really sound that exciting, does it? I mean, Cambridge, the Prince of Cambridge. Oh, I don't know. But anyway, he is the uh, the heaviest future king in 100 years. There's not much in it, I don't think. Uh, so you've got Lady Louise uh, into, th- let's try and find something. Prince Edward, he was five pounds, seven ounces. Looks like it, though, doesn't he, really? Uh, Prince Harry was £6.14. ounces. Princess Beatrice, oh, you surprised me, £6.12. Princess Anne was £6 and no ounces. Uh, Peter Phillips was £7.09. ounces. Zara Phillips was £8.01. ounce. I bet they're all thrilled to see these in the paper. Prince Charles was £7.06. ounces, And the Prince of Cambridge, £8.06. ounces. He sounds like a hefty hideaway sort of kid, this one, doesn't he? Um, they've got the, uh, the people who took to Twitter... 487 million of you decided to uh, to send tweets about it, which was lovely. I didn't, because I thought everybody else is going to be doing that one. I just sort of, you know, encourage God to pull his finger out. And uh, then you've got the people who are there for the birth, and no, Giles Brandreth's face does not feature in any of these things at all, much as I'm sure he'd be very good at it, very, very funny. And then they've got pictures of, uh, of the boys, William and Harry, with Diana when they went to Thorpe Park. They obviously were enjoying them. It seems ages ago, doesn't it? I remember so vividly the day that uh, that Diana died. I remember it as if it was yesterday. I remember everything about it. I can remember Tim Crook was doing overnights on LBC. I can remember pulling in to Earl's Court to pick up the papers, the Sunday papers. We'd been out on the town, as we did every Saturday. Pull in there, and the man said, um, the papers aren't in yet. He said, uh, I don't know, I think there's something something going on. And, of course, you don't think about it, do you? You don't think, oh, it'll be anything like that. You just, it just never crossed your mind. And so we're listening to the radio on the way home. And then stuff started filtering through that there had been a crash. And we weren't sure what had happened. By the time we got home, it was all over. It was all over everything. Um, you know, I think Nick Owen was the one who had to go on to it. must be incredibly difficult to do stuff like that to actually talk about the, the death of Diana. And, of course, it was that's when the entire country went... It's funny, that, that was the thing that sent the whole country into a meltdown. I mean, literally, £30 million worth of flowers piled up in Kensington Gardens. And uh, she'd have been so pleased if she'd been here today to see her son. Uh, would that make her... What would that make her? Does that make her a grandmother, then? Wow. 
Can't imagine what she would have looked like by now. Would have been interesting. She wouldn't have been married to Prince Charles. That would have been a fact, because I think that still would have gone ahead, you know, had it had the uh, the marriage taken a completely different turn. But it would have been interesting to think, you know, what she would have said about it. I wonder what's going through their minds, you know, because he sort of grew up with his, his mum being the oldest. So funny to see the way Harry's turned out, the rebel inside the family. I think he'll be quite a good uncle. I think he'll be a bit, bit generous. But I don't really think bottle of beer to sort of, you know, wet the baby's head is going to be the thing. And uh, who will they pick as godparents? Who will they pick as god? That'll be very interesting. That'll be very, very interesting. Who will they pick as godparents? I wonder. Who do you think? Do you think the royals have consulted Katie Hopkins over the name of the new baby? Oh, God, if it's anything like Dave, she won't be going anywhere near it, would she? Perhaps avoiding any of her suggestions so he doesn't have to be anywhere near Katie's family. Not that that would ever happen, but the old bag Hopkins can always dream. Uh, read the horse in McDonald's. Uh, with behaviour like that, says Phil in France. She must be married to a cowboy builder. Certainly married to a cowboy something. I should have, I've never heard of such a thing. Taking a horse into McDonald's. What sort of stupid person? We're still waiting to find out who the two blokes were pushing prams across a weir. And the papers were saying, do you know who these people are? I should imagine most people did. And they went, I think they live in that field over there. That'll be the kind of thing. Uh, Sarah says, wonderful news. Very happy for William and Kate. Just about to leave for work yesterday when the news was breaking that Kate was in the early stages of labour. I thought I'll miss all the important announcements, but I was so happy it was announced in the evening so I was able to see it live. Yes, it was this four-hour gap, wasn't it, between the birth and between them announcing it. So, everybody happy? It's going to be quite a hefty baby, this one, isn't it? But on the subject of godparents... Oh, do you think it could be David and Victoria Beckham? God, no, they never go for anything like that. I thought Guy Pelly, and then I thought, no, no. I don't know who they're going to pick as God. I mean, I'm eminently available, as you all know. But uh, I've already got three godchildren. I don't want any, any more, thank you. And I'm not really sure I want to be godfather to the Prince of Cambridge. I mean, really, that's... Uh, that's Yeah, well, you, you, you don't live in the area anymore. The moment you leave Cambridge... No, you don't. That's, that's when you sever all ties with the area. The area doesn't want you either. It really do. Well, the, the police do, but that's completely different. That's because they've got a picture of you up at the station and uh, saying, do you know this man? Of course, nobody does because nobody in Cambridge says a word about anybody at all. Uh, 84850, stephen at I'm sure it's a nice place, really. Not. And um, some more of these ones here. So if you can think who you think would be godparents to this uh, baby, James. I've decided to call him James because I think James just seems... Cause that, that I should imagine the Royal... Because knowing what William's like, he's probably listening to the programme at the moment. He's too embarrassed to text in and go, listen, Steve, it's William, you know, can we have your advice on a baby name? I would go for James. I know many of you think differently, but I'm sorry. I'm sticking with it. They're offering eight to one at the moment on James. Well, they were the other day. I shouldn't imagine uh, not now. Um, one here from uh, Sally... And said, talking of long-haired collies, lassie dogs, uh, my husband's uh, aunt, poor dog, Max in Ireland, she put him in the local doggy beauty parlour for a trim. If ever there was an example of should have gone to Specsavers, she said, this is it. So she sent me... Oh, dear God above. (laughs) It looks a bit like a... Like, uh, yes, it's been shorn a little bit too much, hasn't it, I think? That is, that is the the Specsavers dog. So they've literally cut all its hair off. And when you see a collie with no hair on at all, it looks quite frightening, doesn't it? It's also very badly cut. I mean, this this ridge round here is wrong. That's just wrong on so many different levels, isn't it? It's a dreadful thing. Poor, poor old dog. Anyway, the whole family are horrified and hope that they'll have their lovely, lovely dog back by Christmas. The parlour offered them a free cut next time. As if you take him back there. Yeah, why would you go back to that? Are, they, are you sure that they are actually a dog beauty parlour, are they? 
I never know why people take them in. When we, when my godchildren took their dog in, Coco, can't remember the dog's called now. Coffee, I don't, I can't remember. Every time I go down there, I think I call it something different. But it bounces around. It's, it's like a giant cotton bud with, with legs attached to it. And it takes great delight in sort of biting my shoes. I don't know why. There must be something fascinating about my shoes. And, um, and again, the first time he went to the, uh, to the beauty parlour, <laughs> came back looking slightly odd. It's obviously big business, but that, I wish I could put that picture up on the internet and show everybody, Sally, just how dreadful the poor dog looks. It's not right. Uh, 84850, uk. Uh, you're correct when you say you can't shorten the name Harry, but remember Prince Harry's real name is Henry, I think. Yeah, but Harry sounds better, doesn't it? Doesn't it make him sound a little bit more... In- That's why I think James would be good. I think James is a nice name. I think they can incorporate other names there. Out of respect for Diana, says Mark, uh, they should call the baby Spencer. I don't think the royals would tolerate that. No, they didn't They didn't like her, I'm afraid. That was the, the trouble. I know for the sake of William and Harry, they, uh, they tried, but they just didn't like her. They really didn't. She had nobody to turn to in the royal family at all because they operate in protocol. I mean, can you imagine? You cannot just pick up the phone... The Queen Mother could not pick up the phone and talk to her daughter. She had to pick up the phone, go through the switchboard and say, the Queen Mother, the Queen's Mother would like to speak to the Queen. And then they have to get, well, she's busy. <laughs> so you have to wait to be put through on all these things. It's quite, a, it's quite a, a protocol. You can't just pick up the phone and call them. Although I'm assuming they have mobiles, but I don't think I've ever seen any of the royals on mobiles. And I wonder if, if there's a reason for that. I wonder if there's a, perhaps, perhaps they don't have mobiles within the royal family because it'd be wonderful to hack into that wouldn't it not that i would endorse hacking in any way shape or form uh, paul says a staggering 352 episodes of the tv series of lassie were made from the 1950s onwards six lassie films from 1943 onwards and they featured amongst others liz taylor yep donald crisp and roddy mcdowell the original film lassie was a dog not a bitch called pal and his owner rudd weatherwax brought up the name uh, bought up the name trademarks from MGM in the 1950s, and it's Powell's descendants who play the canine character to the present day. Rudd's nephew, Ken, to anyone over 39, will be remembered as Pugsley Adams in the original Adams Family TV series. I can remember seeing Roddy McDowell because he, he's turned up in loads of, uh, loads of those kids' films. He's obviously a, a very successful child actor, I'm assuming. I, I got this film, which is quite... And I'm sure it's Roddy McDowell in it. No, it's not. It's somebody else. can't remember who's in it. Uh, and it's called Follow Me, Boys. And it's about a, a man who's in a travelling band. And he goes to this town. It's a typical, you know, apple pie and cookies film. Makes you feel good. Made probably in about the 1940s, 50s. And he decides to set up a scout troop to keep the local kids occupied. It's a really good film. Really, really good film. I love it. I watch it every so often in case I really want to reassure myself. There's always the one kid who doesn't want to join. And in this particular instance, he, he, he doesn't want to join at all. But then he sees all the, uh, all the other kids having a good time. And so he eventually ends up and he becomes scout leader. And uh, it's a really, really good film. Babies are weighed in kilos, says Glenn, but then multiplied by 2.2 to give you pounds and ounces. Yeah, but why do we do it in pounds and ounces? We've had pounds and ounces for ages. You can't go into a greengrocer. You can't go into Paul Cooper's in Twickenham and go, uh, I'll have a pound of potatoes. People just say, I'll have a small bag of potatoes now. Actually, I tell a lie. Some people do go and go have a pound of potatoes. That's the way forward. Look at all the nice outfits. Do you think Kate has saved all her outfits? Or do you think they're just on, on loan? So here we are. This is Order of Succession. Uh, this is the boy who made it possible for girls to be born queen. And so looking way down the list. Number one, Prince of Wales. Two, the Duke of Cambridge. Three, Prince James. 
Jamie, of Cambridge. Prince Harry has now been shunted down to fourth. Duke of York is fifth. Then you've got Princess Beatrice and Eugenie at six and seven. The Earl of Wessex is number eight. Oh, I bet he's thrilled, isn't he? Down at number eight. That's never going to happen. Viscount Seven. Who do you think that is? Do you know who Viscount Seven is? That's the Wessex. Yeah, you're quite right, actually. It's the son of Edward and Sophie. Good Lord. There you go. Look at you being clever and intelligent at this time of the morning. Uh, then it's uh, Lady Louise Mountbatten-Windsor. That is the daughter of Edward and Sophie. Then it's the Princess Royal at number 11. Peter Phillips is 12. Savannah Phillips, who's the granddaughter of Princess Anne, is 13. Isla Phillips, granddaughter of Princess Anne. And then you've got uh, Mrs Michael Tyndall, who's Anne's daughter, Zara Phillips. Viscount Linley is at 16th. Uh, Lady Sarah Chateau is 19. Uh, Master Arthur Chateau is 21. It's never going to happen, is it? Never going to happen. By the time you get down past, I would think, number number six. If No, let's make it number four, actually. Uh, it's never going to happen. Not in our lifetime. Never going to need to worry about anything like that at all. But they're all in here. I bet you've never heard of half of these. Miss Lila Gilman is 29th in the succession to the throne. Who on earth is Lila Gilman? Daughter of Lady Rose. None the wiser. None the wiser on that one. But they're, they're all here. They're all here. It's very, very interesting to look at, this uh, this list of people. Do you think they sit at home going, I'm third in line to the throne. I'm third in line. And Prince Edward's going, I'm just not on the scale at all, I'm afraid. It's not going to happen. Um, one woman here who says, Cabbage leaves in your bra and red wine every night. How Kate's baby ward taught me to be a new mum. She said, I was cared for by my very own Mary Poppins. And uh, Jenny Hope, the medical correspondent, says, Kate was overdue, like half of the new mothers nowadays. It's amazing. They've, they've wheeled out every expert, every expert. And why the Middletons and not the Windsors will make Wills a great father. Because when he goes back to them, he can be ordinary. Whereas within the House of Windsor, there is protocol and they do it by the book. You know, uh, baby, give the baby back, sir. Thank you very much indeed. Nanny. Nanny, take baby away, take baby away, nappy, change. Uh, whereas, in fact, when he goes to the Middletons, he can be an ordinary person, which is probably not that easy in this day and age. Quarter to six. LBC 97.3. This is London's biggest conversation with Steve Allen. Morning, 10 to 6, Tuesday morning. Now we can all breathe a sigh of relief. We don't need to sort of pray to the Almighty. The uh, royal baby has arrived. As you probably, unless you've been on another planet, you probably might have missed that. But I think every single person knows. All we've got to uh, do now is decide on a name, or the royal couple have to decide on a name, and we want to see a picture of the baby. I predict today we will get Prince William coming out making a statement, but I don't think you'll see Kate until tomorrow. I don't think so. Now, whether or not they let her go home, and where she's going home to, I don't know either. They'll be going back to their, their little place, or they'll be going back to Buckingham Palace. I'm not, I'm not even sure if Kensington Palace is ready yet for them. It'll be quite interesting to find out. I mentioned earlier on Robin Gibb. The only reason I mentioned Robin Gibb is because, uh, sadly, he, uh, he passed away. Seems ages ago now. But anyway, his will, he left £26 million, but nothing to his love child. Then if you read carefully into it, you suddenly realise that, in fact, he left £25.8 million. That's after tax. That's after tax, so I'm assuming he's paid a hell of a lot of tax on it. But that does not include his properties in America or the assets already shared jointly with his wife. That only includes the UK assets. So I'm assuming you can probably double that and say that he probably left £50 million. So the money's placed in a trust fund. Mrs Gibble received all the profits until her death. 
and uh, she's been granted all of her husband's personal chattels and the music rights to his share of the royalties from the Bee Gees' back catalogue. That's worth uh, quite a lot, Staying Alive, How Deep Is Your Love, stuff they wrote for Barbara Streisand, uh, tons and tons of songs. Uh, Spencer and Melissa, the children, will each be given half a million pounds immediately with the uh, remainder of the estate to be split between them and Robin John upon Mrs Gibbs' death. Uh, Miss Yang, this is the the mistress, has been allowed to keep the house that he bought her in Amersham, worth £850,000, but the daughter didn't inherit anything from the will. There's a 15-page document witnessed by his personal assistant and his chauffeur. In the final paragraph, he stated he was in the process of making reasonable financial provision for Snow, that's his daughter. Now, whether or not that involves, some say he, he already made uh, five million pounds available to her as a gift before he died. I don't know, I don't know, but certainly wasn't uh, he wasn't wasn't short of a bob or two. But uh, nice to know that he's made uh, made provision and everybody's looked after, which is very nice indeed. Eight four eight five zero Steve at LBC dot co dot uk. Great to know, says Jeff, that uh, baby and mum are safe. Looking forward to George Charles, or perhaps Harry as godfather. My name means peace. That's what Jeff means, peace. God blimey. Peace. I don't think anybody bothers with what names mean. I only mentioned it earlier on because I think perhaps some people still go through books and are going to be talking about it on the, on the breakfast show. Mark in Liverpool says, I think the godparents should be Ozzy and Sharon Osbourne. Oh, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Actually, I believe even the, uh, the ghastly daughter of the Osbournes tweeted about it. I think Cheryl Cole managed to sort of struggle through the alphabet to try and send uh, send something. And uh, Stuart says, I, thee, I think that the, uh, the, the child should be named Steve Hussein Saxburg Windsor. Yes, I think it's unlikely. Uh, the Queen has a mobile and Equerry press the buttons. You shout out the numbers and I'll tell you what buttons to press. There you go. That's the way it works. Uh, 84850, Miles in Massachusetts. He said, uh, I knew I could count on you for coverage that would keep things in perspective. Well, it's just a baby at the end of the day. All right, we're very excited about it. But uh, not as excited as, as the, the media overseas who've gone practically crackers over this one. He says, the American press is absolutely fawning. Well, it gives them something to, to write about. There's not really a great deal to write about, is there? I mean, I've, I've been following the American press over the last few days. They've just uh, arrested some man. They found a lot of bodies under his house, wrapped in plastic bags. And he's in court. These people look so normal, don't they? Uh, however, Miles says, I remember when Diana died, within 24 hours on a highly respected ABC news show, there was an interview with a royal expert... Uh, an overweight and sneering woman who couldn't disguise her utter contempt from Diana. She predicted that the royals would have a very small family-only funeral, perhaps at Windsor. Boy, did she get the wrong number. Oh, I mean, put it this way, the only thing that you'll, you'll appreciate from that is that this country effectively dragged the monarch back. She was on holiday at the time. You've really got to look at the film The Queen to realise exactly what was going on. The press had decided, together with the people of this country, that uh, in keeping with what they always did... They just literally closed their eyes. They weren't, you know, the Queen was more upset about losing the Royal Yacht Britannia and a corgi dying than, a, than about Diana. She was just a member of the royal family who they, they weren't particularly bothered about. You know, by that time, she wasn't even married to their son, so they, they couldn't have cared less, I'm afraid. And so what they ended up doing was, was effectively blocking her out. And it was the, it was the country. 
it was the country. Every news journalist, every person working for the papers were going, come on, Your Majesty, back down to London. And so, effectively, they got dragged back down. The, the Queen had no intention. I think it's one of, the, one of the few times that the country got so angry about something, saying, listen, this woman was loved. I mean, you only had to look at the funeral. So, I know there's a few people who didn't like Diana. Doesn't make any difference. Nobody's loved, not even the Almighty, I'm afraid. But I remember at the, at the funeral service... After her brother had made his speech, you could hear the applause ringing out throughout London. It was one of the most moving moments. And the royal family sat there stoically staring ahead, wishing the whole thing would just go away. Although I'm told that apparently William and Kate, according to reports in the paper today, are a little bit cool towards Camilla. A little bit cool towards Camilla. So, you know, I don't, I don't think, though, that you're actually going to see Charles and Camilla crawling about on the carpet going, goo, goo, goo. It's not going to happen. They don't do things like that. They're just a little bit too old for that kind of thing. Very nice indeed. OK, right. Uh, for tea? You seriously think Charles is going to be bringing out sort of, you know, ice-cold lemonade onto the lawn at Highgrove? No, I don't see it either, I'm afraid. He'll, he'll, he'll do the thing, you know, he'll do, do the dutiful thing. As uh, as grandparent, and he'll um, and he'll sort of you know make the right noises, but that's it. I shouldn't imagine they even think about it. Um, uh, it was follow me, boys. Fred McMurray and Kurt Russell. That was the kid, Kurt Russell, who ended up married uh, marrying Goldie Horn, I believe. Fred McMurray actually died just after that after that film was made. He had cancer. But uh, uh, another one here. What about Legoland Windsor as a name? Yes. Could use anything like that, couldn't they? I still think it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be James. I'm pretty pretty certain it's gonna be James. But they will decide that this morning. I wonder what they're gonna come with come up with on the breakfast show. Because they're going to be talking to uh, Sue Atkins, the parenting expert and author of Parenting Made Easy, How to Raise Happy Children. That's a very interesting book written by a psychologist in America. And he said children don't come into the world knowing happiness and sadness. You, you, you train them. You train them from an early age how to be happy. And I should imagine this baby should be blooming delirious. How could you be happier? You've got nice parents who seem really, really nice people, very down-to-earth. Not, not too down-to-earth, but down-to-earth enough. I mean, you know, Prince Andrew could learn a lot from, from William and Kate. A lot. And his uh, two I say, ghastly children could learn as well. Because William and Kate are just down-to-earth. People like them. The country have taken them. And if you look at the crowds outside the gates of Buckingham Palace, quite clearly everybody down there absolutely loves it. Even the BT Tower put on their revolve at the top. Was that the BT? That is the BT Tower, isn't it? Yeah. They put on their revolve, it's a boy, and they had a picture of a stork. It doesn't come from a stork or a gooseberry bush or anything like that. I just thought I'd mention that now in case you were listening. But they lit up the London Eye. That went all different colours. And that was nice. That was really, really nice. I think it's good. I think it's very good indeed. It'll be good for the economy. In fact, actually, when you think about it, we're, we're not doing too badly at the moment. We're winning cycle races. The ashes look like they're in the back. And uh, another... Oh, I don't want to sort of ruin any Australians' lives, but frankly, you know, you, you're brought up with a handicap. It'll be an accent. And, uh, and we're going to take the ashes, which is great. I watched all the people on Sunday going up to Lords, and I was spotting all the people who were members of the MCC. Strangely, it's up there in that part of London, but yet it's the Marylebone Cricket Club. Try and work that one out. And uh, all the people wearing ties are the ones who are the members. And they've all got ties. They're all terribly jolly, jolly hockey sticks. It's, all, it's terribly elitist up there. It's almost as elite as, I think, uh, Wimbledon. Uh, the Roma Lane Gypsies, the Roma, the Roma Gypsies back on Park Lane uh, are there again. And after tombstoning took over because of the hot weather, now there's some daredevils doing another thing. It's uh, somebody crossing a, uh, like a line, almost like a bit of tightrope walking. Again, very, very dangerous. Very, very dangerous. But you can't tell these people if they, uh, unfortunately, choose to do something like that. It's their problem, I'm afraid. 
their problem. Uh, what else we got here? Oh, this, uh, there's a um, there's a woman who was uh, pruning her next door neighbour's Leylandi. Now you know these Leylandi. You plant them within about ten years. These things have taken over everything. They're enormous. They became an absolute nightmare. And so uh, up the ladder goes Jill Sandamus. Alex Lever uh, wasn't at all happy. Wasn't at all happy. And so she's up there pruning his Leylandi, which, of course, is verboten. Not allowed to touch it. It's not yours at all. Anyway, uh, she was up there with electric hedge cutters, and suddenly she was hit by a huge jet of water. Mr Lever turned on his home hose pipe, he's a plumber, and he knocked her off the ladder. I mean, to be honest with you, she's got an electric thing up there. I wouldn't have been, you know, highly dangerous. Anyway, she, she fell five feet into a flower bed. She hurt her knee and was so upset she ran to another neighbour's house and asked her to call the police. Well, obviously, can't have been that hurt. She managed to run to a neighbour's. Anyway, uh, he was charged with common assault, but uh, then he was ordered to pay £300, and uh, now, uh, apparently, as he said, it's been a, a complete farce. A complete farce. And so his conviction has been overturned. She shouldn't have been up the ladder in the first place, should she? LBC 97.3. Text 84850. Tweet at LBC 973. This is London's biggest conversation with Steve Allen. Morning. We've got a baby. We've got a baby. We've got merchandise. Actually, I wonder if it's going to be sold in John Lewis. Well, I mean, how much merchandise can they bring out? I should imagine quite a lot. There'll be limited edition silver pieces, gold pieces. There'll be the cheap things which will pop up. I bet you anything, market traders already are sort of gearing up to buying baby memorabilia because that's the kind of thing. And also, tourists like it. I mean, they have to. Some of the tat they buy in the shops up at Piccadilly Circus, you've never seen anything like Well, I tell you what, let's buy a plastic model of Tower Bridge. What? You know, whoever thinks we'll buy a plastic model of a Tower Bridge. Uh, news on the name? No. No. All the speculation is out there, which is great. All the bookies have decided they're going to run a whole list of all the names that, you know, everything from, from James to Arthur, Philip. Conrad didn't feature, I've noticed. Um, but I think it'll probably be James. That's the kind of thing. The crowds are out at Buckingham Palace. They like it. We like assembling, you know, just be very careful. Just be very careful. Where there's crowds, there's always pickpockets, you know, and people who want to take advantage of other people enjoying themselves. Prime Minister says it's wonderful news. Everybody's, I mean, everybody's happy. Nobody's disappointed about this at all. I've not actually heard anything negative in the, in the last, you know, albeit 10, 15 hours that I've been sort of aware of things going on. I'm, I haven't heard anything negative, which is good, isn't it? The post office tower put up the, uh, the thing that went round the top. It's a boy. That was great. That's all everybody wanted to see. Mind you, I've, we've kind of sort of lost the will to live with the post office tower, which they'd open it up again. I'd love to go up there. The restaurant, the food was terrible, but uh, the actual revolving bit was quite nice. People sitting down, uh, typical Brits, aren't they? No, they, they, all these must be tourists. They're drinking alcohol. Wouldn't find the Brits sitting down on the ground drinking alcohol. Although I'm told Green Park yesterday was heaving, absolutely heaving. I spoke to a friend of mine this morning and he said he went to Green Park with a, a girlfriend of his who was, who'd come down from Manchester for the day. I think it was on a shoplifting trip anyway. So anyway, so she sort of came down and said the park was heaving with people. Everybody trying to get into the, into the party mood. Then they changed the lights on the, uh, on the big wheel, as I prefer to call it. And that's lovely, the London Eye. And it was great. We like stuff like that. They lit up Buckingham Palace from the outside. Everybody very happy. We couldn't be happy. We just want to see a picture. Show us a picture. I know what babies look like, but this one might look different. I don't know. It was it's certainly the biggest. Eight pounds, six ounces. Six, eight pounds, six ounces. God, but she's exhausted, poor soul. But I don't think she'll be coming out today. 
I think, really, uh, he will come out later on. He will make uh, a statement, and I think, really, after that, she might appear tomorrow. If she appears today, then uh, she's obviously recovered quite well. Uh, Kevin... The Milkman says, uh, if the royal baby's called James, you know he'll always be able to get a presenter's job at LBC. Uh, P.S. Don Henley of the Eagles and Solar Fame was also born on the 22nd of July, so the prince really is one of the boys of summer. Uh, Paul in Poplar says, Simon Cowell, does he have the final say in naming the royal baby? No, I don't know whether he's tweeted anything about it, actually. I don't know whether he's tweeted anything on that at all. It would be quite interesting, wouldn't it, if Simon Cowell had tweeted about the royal baby. We're all pleased about it. Nobody's, nobody's unhappy at all. We're all very pleased. We just want to see what it looks like. Just want to see what it looks like. And uh, and that'll be a nice picture. And that picture will be the front page of every paper going around the world. But it's all the foreign press down there. The foreign press, are abs- they love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, I think the royal family are going to have to decide on a succession plan or stay as is. Personally, says Mark, I think it should skip a generation and go directly to William. I think it's unlikely with Charles, who's waited all his life for the job. Yes, I mean, I... I don't know, do we see Charles going on to the... He's already said that he would move uh, down to Windsor. He likes Windsor more than Buckingham Palace. And I suppose because it's such... I don't know what you do with Buckingham Palace. I, suppose, I mean, it's open to the public anyway. But I suppose you just have it open all the time and it just becomes a place. Because if you look at the royal quarters in Buckingham Palace, they're very simple. I mean, I promise you, we have seen. Didn't, didn't they manage to get a reporter inside there who got a job working in the kitchens and showed the, uh, the Queen and Prince Philip sitting at a Formica table? You have to iron his copy of the Telegraph, I believe. That's the only way. But they have cornflakes like the rest of us. Well, not, not perhaps everywhere. 84850, uk. Ryan's got a, a rough collie. Who's quite, oh, that's quite nice. That's quite a good Christmas card picture. I could see the producer looking like something like that. Well, in the snow, face down, I think, would be a good picture. <laughs> Might get his hair cut. They're quite nice collies, aren't they? But I'm assuming you have to... This is the story that they're going to bring back Lassie. Steven Spielberg wants to remake the film. And I said it'd be a great film for the royal baby. You know, I've, I mean, you know, Tom and Jerry, which we managed to weave into the programme yesterday and today, we think you could certainly weave into the royal family. Because I'm assuming to keep kids entertained, you, you know, you sort of sit in their cot or whatever, they, in their pushchair, and you, you turn on the television, you go about your business, and then they just go clunk, and they go to sleep. They do spend a lot of time, they're a bit like lions. Lions sleep 23 hours a day. And I'm not saying that the baby's going to go and maul the au pair or something like that. But, I mean, at least, you know, once it's in the prep, they're, they're asleep. I, myself, had no trouble sleeping as a child, my mother told me. You know, to put me in the car, the action of going in the car and the car moving sent me to sleep straight away. And, in fact, my, my goddaughter, when she was, when she was very young, uh, you put her in the back of the car, you go down the road, you turn around, she'd be asleep. She, she never stayed awake too long at all, I'm afraid. She was, she was very, very good. 84850, uh, I'll run through the front pages before the uh, end of the programme. I'm sure that Susan Bookbinder will go through the front pages as well. And Ian Dale will go through the front pages just so you uh, know what's going on. I've noticed, and I'm assuming one of the places in London that will be selling a lot of merchandise will be John Lewis. And I'm hoping that John Lewis will be buying British, because at the moment it's pretty poor show, I'm afraid. Out of 350,000 items, um, it's unbelievable. How Out of 350,000 items that John Lewis sell, and I don't know me how they've, they've counted them up, but they have, how many do you think are made in this country? Out of 350,000 items, 10,500 are made in this country. The rest are made abroad. Isn't that scandalous? Absolutely scandalous. Uh, they've increased their sales. They had their Made in UK sales, which were 480 million last year. 
uh, up by 15%. Apparently, to qualify, an item can use materials from anywhere in the world but must have been made in Britain. But they have said they've promised to become a bit more patriotic, which I blooming well think so too. The reason that they're buying it abroad is because it's cheap. There's no other reason than sheer greed and profit. That's all it comes down to. You know, and I'm assuming that most of the baby memorabilia will be made abroad. I'm assuming, unless it's going to be some of our, our plate manufacturers. Worcester, I think, will probably be producing a, uh, a plate. There'll be gift sets. I've got to buy something. I think you have to buy something. I've not bought anything since a decimal set some years ago. They're not worth diddly squat. But I think if you buy a nice piece of royal memorabilia, I mean, not, not something that's going to be mass-produced, but if you buy something in a limited edition form, that'd be nice. I wouldn't mind doing that. Provided, I would like to think that some of the profits went to a, went to a baby charity. I would like to think that would be good, as opposed to just sheer greed on behalf of all the uh, department stores, because they will be doing it. They, they, they will all be selling something. You will go in there, and the well will be, you know, the royal collection, I suppose, as known. I'm assuming some of the jewellers will turn out some nice things. Good little Walt Disney film, says Paul in Manchester, with the Follow Me Boys. Uh, last one released before he died in 1966, Fred McMurray. He was, he was suffering from cancer, I think, when he made this film. And it's really good. It's really good. It's, it's uh, music in it is by the Sherman Brothers of Mary Poppins fame. Get it out. If you've never seen it before, it's, it's, a, it's a nice little film. It's what I... What was that other film? Pollyanna was another one. Did you ever see Pollyanna? You should have done. You remind me so much of her. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's Hayley Mills. Walt Disney adored Hayley Mills and put her in Pollyanna. And it was just about a girl who went round... To be honest with you, she was annoying the hell out of everybody. But she went round there and everybody liked her because she did good things. She only saw good things in people. And in the end, they renamed the town in America. I think she'd been passed off to an old aunt who didn't really care about her at all. She's a cheerful orphan and she changes the outlook of this small town. I think this was, I think she did six films for Disney, if memory serves me correctly. I think this this was one of six films she did. And, and I think she got some sort of an award. I think she probably got on a, I think she might, if memory serves, an Academy Juvenile Award or something. Would that be it? Anyway, it was lovely. It was based on the... Eleanor... Eleanor Porter, I think, wrote it. She wrote the uh, original book. And uh, it was... It's a good film. It's a weepy. It's what I call a weepy. And if memory serves, Haley plays Pollyanna, who's this orphan daughter of missionary. She gets shoved off to this uh, woman, played by uh, Jane Wyman, who lives in this big house and is a bit miserable and no- nobody really likes her. Agnes Moorhead is in it. Now, you remember Agnes Moorhead... Because she was Endora in Bewitched. And uh, there's also, I mean, loads of people. So this woman, Aunt Polly, controls the town because she's so wealthy. But in the end, Pollyanna turns it all around. And it's, it's, she falls off out of a window or something. And, uh, and then they call it The Glad Town. It's, I mean, it's such a good film. It's, it's what I call a good family film. There's no violence. Well, not really. And it's just nice, nice stories of nice people. Which is a bit like William and Kate. Got to bring it all the way back round to William and Kate every time, I'm afraid, you know, because we're just being nice about them because they're nice people. Heavens above. You know, as I say, it's, they just seem nice people and now they've got a nice baby. And we just want to see a picture, don't we? Quarter past six. LBC 97.3. This is London's biggest conversation with Steve Allen. Morning, 18 minutes past uh, six. So it's baby, baby, baby all the way. That's we should have bits. Of, if it was a music station, it'd be great because you could come up with all these songs with baby in there, couldn't you? That should tie in quite nicely. It's a boy. 
which is, I think I was predicting a boy. Was I, I can't remember if I was predicting a boy now. I can't remember what the Dickens I was predicting some weeks ago. I think I said it would be a boy. I, I, I know, I tell a lot, I thought it was going to be a girl. But then I think a boy is actually better for them. I think it'll be really good. I think Harry will be a great uncle. He'll really be. He'll be like the wild. He'll be like, come on, let's go out drinking. Come on. I can't have only 12. Come on. Come on. Let's go drinking. Let's go to Vegas. Take our clothes off. Come on. We'll get out there. Have a bit of a wild time. But uh, everybody's sort of scrabbling around trying to find people because this is the time that all the royal correspondents come into their end. They've been sitting around waiting for weeks and weeks for this moment. And, uh, and now you can wheel them all out and, uh, and they'll be popping up all over the place. But the papers today have, have really good. Nice, nice coverage. Not, not silly coverage. Nice coverage. Um, uh, Steve, what is the gadget question? Ah, the gadget question. I'm glad you asked, you know. I'm glad you asked because um, it's a nice one today. It's to do with food. Every day this week we're doing food. I thought we could have done baby questions. You know, I don't know. I couldn't think of any baby questions, though. So, uh, yesterday, Mrs Lane from Battersea was our winner. So, congratulations, Mrs Lane. Obviously, don't want to give away your first name. Is it Brian? Uh, anyway, so, uh, she got herself the fabulous iPad Mini. Today, I'm giving you a laptop thing. It's a Samsung... A laptop thing? What are talking about? It's a, a Samsung Google Chromebook. This is the... Very light. Just check it out very quickly. You've got to be fast on this one because it's going to finish in ten minutes. So, check it out. You can store your... Uh, files and everything else up on iCloud and you can get your hands on it at 6.30 this morning. If you are the person who is pulled out, as they say, of the hat, one lucky listener will win the Google Chromebook by Samsung. But you need to know the answer to this question. If you don't get it correct, you're not going to be pulled out. So think very carefully. I don't think it's that difficult. I think I've had this. What is the key ingredient in the Eastern European soup borscht? What is the key ingredient in the East European soup borscht? Text the word gadget... Followed by your answer, so it's gadget, and then what you think the key ingredient is, and then you send it to 84850 before 6.30 this morning. Text costs pound fifty plus your standard network rate. If you text after the closing time, you won't be entered, but may still be charged. We play across the LBC network. Full terms and conditions online at lbc.co.uk. And good luck. I'll remind you just before we finish the programme, just to make sure that you get those entries in nice and quickly. And hopefully it'll be your name I read out on the programme tomorrow morning. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Somebody's managed to listen to the entire programme this morning, which is good. I think we put the royal baby in, in perspective. I don't think we've gone overboard about it. It is just a baby, as people keep pointing out to me. But uh, the interesting fact is, and it was only Duncan that pointed out uh, earlier on, it's all the foreign... Uh, news crews who are out there and it's all the uh, overseas visitors people from up north and stuff like that uh, and people from Australia get all very excited about the whole thing and, and, and quite rightly so we haven't had a bit of excitement for ages but we seem to be on a bit of a roll at the moment in this country I'm slightly worried they say good things come in threes we've had three haven't we we've had a couple of Tour de France's we've had Wimbledon We've had a royal baby, which we waited for since God created the earth. And, uh, and it's all looking quite, quite promising. All we need now is a picture of Prince Charles, because you will get the obligatory picture of Prince Charles and uh, the whole royal family, the Queen, with the baby. And it'll be taking at Buckingham Palace. And I'm sure that they use Queen Victoria's christening shawl. I'm sure they do. And that'll be... Do you think they'll be inviting... It'll be a big thing, the christening, do you think? Will they invite the Beckhams? Is that before he opens his pie and mash shop or afterwards? Daily Express today, £8, six-ounce prints. Six-ounce prints. <laughs> Sounds like a small steak. Uh, but mother and uh, baby both doing very well indeed. Thousands have taken to the streets because that's what we do. We take to the streets and we love it. We're good at celebrating. We're, we're good at sort of going, yeah, we love stuff like that. We really are very, very happy. Um, all the... 
all the bookies have put odds on all the different names. There's no real names up here that I haven't seen before. Uh, Louis would be Louis Mountbatten, I'm assuming. Jay- George is the most popular choice at the moment. George, but I don't, George is such. There's something I don't. I don't have a problem with George. I just don't think it's right for this royal baby. I think it'll be James. It just sounds better. Perhaps George could be woven in. Alexander, Prince Alexander of Cambridge. That doesn't sound right, does it? I'm not sure about that one. Uh, Albert. What was it? Patrick. Not going to be Prince Patrick, is it? Prince Patrick. God in heaven. Uh, Prince Patrick. I don't know about that one. I still think James just sounds a bit more royal, a bit more sort of regal. I'm happy either way. I mean, to be honest with you, it's not going to change my life. I just want to know who's going to get all these coins that they've minted, especially these silver coins, 2013 of them. Uh, lots of celebrities were tweeting. Even little Cheryl Cole managed to get her finger to do the walking. and managed to do that. More in the papers. I'll just tell you some of the other stories which are doing the rounds, just in case you uh, think it's all, all baby. It is in most of the papers, but there are other things in there as well, including Liam Gallagher has released a video of himself surrounded by naked babes. This Neanderthal, I mean, the very idea that he's had an affair is almost laughable, I'm afraid. But uh, people are saying, oh, do you think that... Uh, uh, Nicole Appleton would cope. I couldn't care less. I think if you marry somebody like that as in the rock business, you kind of have to accept the fact that it goes with the territory, doesn't it? It doesn't make any difference to me. It shouldn't make any difference to you either. Um, poor old... Uh, oh, God, the best poor old Helen Flanagan can get is uh, is sort of a date. Well, it's not really a date with Arge Argent, the stupidest man in the entire planet. You've never met anybody so desperately, desperately unattractive and untalented. Well, apart from Sally Jacks. But anyway, so we leave that one to one side. So instead, you've actually sort of got him and her. They're doing a thing for Channel 5. That's the best offer she's got on the table. And it's, I think it's called Celebrity Spa. Well, if they're using her and him, it can't really be any celebrities, can it, at all? And it's being filmed at the moment. It's not really that exciting. In fact, she's just dreary. Uh, more on uh, poor old Paul Gascoigne. He's now called Troubled. I think troubled is the word that describes him. That's when they, they can't think of anything else to write about somebody who's a sad, abusive drunk. So they now put down troubled or emotional. And they now say that because of all this boozing, it's caused his stomach to rot. I mean, how does that happen, for goodness sake? I mean, it must, it must be... Because he's addicted to it, if his stomach started falling apart, there's not much hope he's due up in court uh, very shortly on these assault charges when he was uh, under the influence. Lots of pictures of lightning. How you get a good picture of lightning nowadays? I've got no idea. You must have to try and guess where it's going to appear. But uh, we had it yesterday, and there was thunder, and you're going to have it today. So the advice is that... Oh, good Lord. If you're, uh, if you're going out, take a little umbrella. I brought my little umbrella with me today. Because I've, I've heeded my own advice and I've decided that I definitely want to uh, to not be caught in the rain. And I definitely want to make sure that I'm I'm not going to get soaking wet. So I brought me little me little umbrella as well, which is lovely. Uh, other stories of the papers today. How to look cool in a heat wave. It's just a fashion excuse, really. Doesn't it? It's always aimed at women. To be honest with you, it never seems to affect men. They never say, men, this is what you should wear in a heat wave. It's all right for women because they can wear sort of loose fitting outfits and uh, floaty, floaty things. Whereas men can't do anything like that. There's, there's no, we, we just don't get any choice, do we? You're either going to wear a T-shirt or in, in the extreme, really chav cases, you're going to walk around with your shirt off. Because that, that just really is the most ghastly thing ever. Uh, oh boy, one's a grandpa. That's the Daily Mail. And they've got a, a, a royal baby souvenir special, which is lovely. Pretty pic- She is pretty, Katie. I hope the baby is as pretty as... Uh, as uh, her, I would hardly call Prince William pretty, but I would like to think the baby will be sort of 
pretty-ish. Because let's face it, pretty mum, I bet, I bet though she's absolutely exhausted, poor soul. Absolutely exhausted. So she'll be going, would you like to come meet the press today? Oh no, can't we have a day in bed with toast and peanut butter? Come on, be nice to get back to eating properly and stuff like that. That'll be the kind of thing that she'll be saying at the moment. I want some ice cream. I could eat an ice cream now actually, but I'm going to um, a press screening today of the new Steve Coogan film. Uh, which we'll be talking about, I think, for In Conversation in the very near future. So that'll be quite nice. Looking forward to that. Uh, 84850, steve at uk. You've got about two minutes left to actually uh, get your entries in for the gadget competition for today. Um, strangely enough, just as you mentioned yesterday, the Ealing rain incident, your hotline to God, the heavens opened, followed by flashes of lightning, which is still occurring. It's amazing, says Emma. Yes, I agree with you. I think it's uh, I think it's pretty amazing today. It says, with regards to the royal baby, the new Prince of Cambridge, I'd consider they may call it James. However, we should remember Kate's brother is called James. I doubt that will be baby Cambridge's first name, but perhaps a second, third, fourth name if they're following in tradition. If I have a son, I intend to call him George James after my granddad and my dad. So um, it'll be interesting. She said, I hope you're all enjoying celebrating the birth in London. I'd love to be there to see the sights. Well, you can pick up on the atmosphere on LBC 97.3, because uh, we paint the pictures for you. You can you can fill in the missing gaps all by yourself. But uh, the papers are full of it today, so you get lots of nice pictures. And hopefully, if we get a picture of the baby today, I'm feeling we won't, probably tomorrow, then uh, the papers will be full of that picture. So you've got a whole week of it up till the weekend, which is great. Anyway, I wish you a pleasant day. It's going to thunder and lightning like heck later on. So take an umbrella. Be aware and take a bottle of water. What did I not do this morning? I walked out and I forgot my bottle of water. I've been bereft throughout the entire programme. Anyway, I wish you a very, very pleasant day. I'll be back with you tomorrow morning at four. We'll have a free podcast for you up in around about 30 minutes' time and then the remainder of the programme up a little bit later on. It's baby, baby, all the way, as it will be with Ian Dale after the news at seven. I'm Steve Allen. Coming up next on LBC 97.3, it's the morning news with Susan Bookbinder.